know what? We might as well just save it. You know it. what? You know, no, it ain't no saving. I already hit the button. This is exactly how we're rolling in today. That's oh, our cool. intro. What's up, guys? Hey, oh. hey. <laughs> we just, oh, we just start with feet already. Yeah, we're starting with feet. Oh, we're starting with start feet. feet. Rob knows there's a story. Don't get me started on uh, classic feet funny stories. Oh, yeah, but we're talking about that. That's how that. <laughs> that's how we're kicking this podcast off today. <laughs> Welcome to three angry black people. Yes, we're still working on that branding, but we got Christine now. She's an awesome co-host with us. So that's how we run. In it, you know, this is your host, you know, Lorenzo. We got Big Rob in the house, Christine's in the house, and we got a special guest who started the conversation, helped started the conversation about feet. Give it up for our special guest, Ben. What's up, y'all? Hey, <laughs> oh, taking gosh. a bow, taking a bow. Oh, gosh. Oh, this is this is gonna be a fun episode today. This is this is all this is all fun. This is all fun. I really was just like, you know, what we need a break. It's been so much going on and uh, seeing on social media, so many things going on in the world, you know. So it's like, Absolutely. hey, yeah, we this- need to take a break and actually have some fun and not, you know, stress out about too many things because we can get on a milk crate right now and just start blasting people and i don't know about you milk but crate with a megaphone out. god damn it <laughs> you like that guys you like that oh my gosh <laughs> i think that's a good job i think that's a good job. I, I think i think it I, I think that's cool man i think that's cool and for those of you listening of course uh we are having to do this through facebook chat because you know social distancing and all the all the nine but hey, you know what? We work on bringing you a wonderful episode every other week. That's what we're doing. So enjoy it. Hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star rating if you're listening on Apple. Share it with your friends. We truly do appreciate it. We appreciate you and thank you for listening. So I just wanted to get that out there before we get into the shenanigans. Oh my gosh, the shenanigans. Yes. I guess before we I guess while we're still friends, we should start with the the more light-hearted stuff that's not going to have us drawing lines in the sand uh so you know ben we had you on the show uh before you were just kicking the breeze with us and uh you know we had to bring you back so this time around we want to actually take more time to talk about your accomplishments things that you've been doing out and you know on the west coast uh you know just everything you've been doing uh career-wise and just going forward so I figured we could start with that before uh, the mudslinging starts. Yeah. Yo, okay. Good. Yeah. Because I was about to. Okay. See, 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 Rob. This is this is this is why it started out as two angry brothers. Because every goddamn time I try to be peace, here you come breaking the olive branch. Okay. 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 Well, you know what? We have we have a guest in in our house, so we're all we all need to behave ourselves while company is in our presence i just want everybody to remember who said that right right thank you christine (laughs) thank you chris see see this is why you this is why you're all part of the podcast now um this is why you're part of nobody's lighting a match nobody's lighting a match (laughs) not yet not yet right thank you thank you ben not yet (laughs) there'll be yes there'll be plenty of times but out of respect uh, to Ben, we should, you know, I, I mean, 
you know, before we get into it, let 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 me just say that I have known I have known this man now for almost half. I, I want to say half half my life. So. A lot of these stories that he's going to tell you and things that he's done I've heard before so but I'm 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 definitely more interested in finding out more details about his shows and you know what it was like to achieve what he's you know done you know so I'm ready to sink in here That's that's that sounds good to me let's start All right guys uh ask me a question well, I well, I think that for people that I mean, Ben, you've always been an inspiration. I think to a lot of actors that haven't made the trip mm. or or are just starting out. So, can you can you describe you know how really you got into you know the process in which you decided to make the trip and what and just what it was like to start to start your journey let's see well i had been an actor in baltimore for i got my college degree when i went to Stevenson university and um i've been acting in the industry in baltimore for let's see 2002 to 2009 I had been playing the game. Um, uh, the only show that really existed was The Wire. Uh, at the time, I tried to get on The Wire. One time, they were filming behind my house, and I saw them filming. I walked over with a headshot and resume and gave it to one of the PAs. <laughs> I was like, "If you guys need an actor, an extra, or anything, I'm right. I'm literally right over there. So let me know." So you uh, shot your shot, basically. Exactly, and it didn't work, but at least I gave it a shot. Uh, you know. But um, wire, the wire was going on, and uh, I did a couple local commercials, and I was actually on an episode of a show called Eliminate when Eliminate came to Baltimore, Maryland. I remember that. <laughs> yep, I was on. A, uh, do you, you guys remember the show called Eliminate? You remember that show? Yeah. Yeah. It was basically four guys compete for one girl, or vice versa, and throughout the episode, she cuts one guy one by one. You know, one of those things. Yeah, I remember that episode because they had a special geek episode. Exactly. Could, yeah. It was it was Geek Week on Eliminate, and they wanted me because I was a geek, and I took full, I took so such pride in that. I'm like, oh, absolutely, hundred percent. And L, he busted a freestyle while he was with her too. <laughs> I totally did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and, and he I gave did. a dance. Yeah, I gave a lot. I should send you the episode. I, I gave a lap dance, I busted a freestyle, and I waxed part of my leg, which they didn't show. Oh, wow. And, spoiler alert, at the end of the day, I still got to the end and got cut. <laughs> so, it's it. like, I don't know what more I could have possibly done. <laughs> but, um... But, you know, so, yeah. in those things, they played the, you know, the, you know, from what you told me, the producers kind of give you information you know it's like okay ben we want you to kind of play the heel we want you to play like the you know the troublemaker right well basically as the evening went on because the producers are always there sort of uh, lurking around and they gauge on whose personality comes out as the episode continues and they say okay this guy's good at this i'm gonna go egg him on to do that and vice versa 
Um, there were times when he actually, we were filming, and he, the producer crept over and whispered in my ear, like, say this, say that. So, um, they, 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 you know, pulled the strings a little bit, but it's their show, and I'm lucky to be a guest on it, so I'm willing to play the game, you know, for that. Gotcha. And that's how a lot of the reality TV works. Gotcha. So, and, oh, go ahead. So, that was a really fun day. I was really proud to do that. And the funny thing is, that happened the same week that Rob and myself did the biggest thing we'd ever done in Baltimore, Maryland. We premiered a movie that me and Rob created ourselves. Ah, uh, yes. No R&B, no contest, a karaoke saga. <laughs> Which was, uh, we, I wish we would have. We should probably should have picked one title. We we went back and forth on the title, and we just put numerous titles to it. So that was probably not no the best contest, decision. Yeah, no contest is shorthand. Yeah, you can call it no contest. Yeah, but I always said, I always said, it was a mixture of. Uh, what did I say? It was a mixture. Oh yeah, it was a mixture of. The Karate Kid and Eight Mile, correct. With a little Back to the Future wit and a little bit of House Party thrown in. <laughs> wow, that that's that's I'm... a lot. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> think of all four of those movies all being in a blender, and that's pretty much what we did. <laughs> oh my god! And it bought yeah, it bought a lot a lot from House Party because it was a it was the battle between kind of the good versus evil of uh, Karate Kid, and then you had basically it was two guys. That are love that love karaoke and get into a contest for five thousand dollars until they run into uh, this smooth talking guy named Montel who runs the karaoke racket in that town along with his three thugs Mookie Ray Ray and T Bone. <laughs> Rob came up with their names. Yes. <laughs> But that, but that inspiration was from House Party, you know, with those three guys. You know, the guess what I smell? You know, you know those guys. So anybody? Okay. <laughs> oh my so, gosh. well, I, I had never even seen House Party, and Rob showed it to me, and I was like, "This movie's awesome. I love it." And I even saw the other two. I saw House Party two and House Party three. <laughs> but that was, but that was your first. That I mean, that was your first you know, real step, would you say that was like your first real step in towards really pursuing your acting career? It was the biggest thing I'd ever done in my life. Um, yeah, it was. And I knew in the back of my mind, I knew that I'm probably going to eventually move to LA. So I want to do a big thing in Baltimore before I leave. I want to make a mark. And it was two and a half years of our lives we put into that movie. You know, we, we wrote it, and we had auditions, and we finally filmed it, and then it sat in the can for a while until my editor was available to edit it. And then we sat side by side and edited it step by step. And we eventually had a premiere at the Charles Theater, and a pretty much sold out crowd. Um, it was just so wonderful to see it on the screen, and Rob and I were just blissfully happy for like a week afterwards. Because, you know, in Baltimore, Maryland, you do a big thing, and you get some, you get street cred. <laughs> People know who you are. And your legacy lives on. And people are like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. He did that movie. Whatever happened to him? And like, I remember the movie. Remember the guy's name. What did he do afterwards? Did he do anything else here? Did he go somewhere else? Yeah. And once that, I, I, I stuck around Maryland a little while longer. And yeah. then I eventually moved away in 2009. Because 
I felt like I felt like I needed to leave. Um, it's kind of the thing where you feel in your bones like if I don't bust loose, then I'm never gonna bust loose, and yeah. I'm gonna fall into complacency I don't want to fall into. Yeah. Well, and it's it's fine for people who choose to stay and have a family. That's fine. But if that's not in the cards, if your if your dreams, then you kind of have to see what else is out there. Um, as a follow-up, if it's okay if I have a follow-up question. Um, one second. Did you send... Was that one of the YouTube videos you sent? Of, like, the premiere of no. that? No. No? Well, okay. I, I sent the trailer. The trailer's the, on the on there, but I didn't send yeah. the full movie. Uh, no, I, will, I watched the trailer, which I was like, this is a very confusing trailer, but it, was, it got a few chuckles out of me. But I do have a question. <laughs> um, since you said, like, working on that movie was the Thrive, how is it working with a friend... Um, working with a friend on your content does it feel like synergistic it's like cool we're firing at the same time great ideas or is this almost like moments of what did i get myself into like what was your what is your experience on this rob i want you to feel that one first so so from uh so from a creative standpoint the way you, you know ben would Ben would basically the the way we worked is we kind of well okay actually I should I should first start with how we came up with the idea for the movie right <laughs> sure so so we go so we love Outback Steakhouse and uh, we were just you know shooting things back and forth about how it's so you know we you know Baltimore is kind of a depressing you know, uh, state to be in when it comes to entertainment. Like, you know, yeah, we got The Wire, you know, we got Homicide, Life on the Street, like, all these hardcore things are coming out of Baltimore, and we were like, we need to laugh again, you know, we, you know, we need to do something fun, you know, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. we had, you know, we had gone to Outback Steakhouse, we, we were going to do some karaoke that night, and I was just, and I just said just half half-heartedly, well, shoot, man, you know, maybe we should do a movie about karaoke. I don't know. And this man looked at me like he had, like, 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 like Jesus had ascended. The light shined down upon his face. And he was just like, Rob, that's a great idea. What, what, what are you talking about, Ben? Karaoke! We should do a movie about karaoke! And, like, I mean, I mean, he was on fire. And so, mm-hmm. and so, and so, and so, to get back to your question, Christine, we were like, so we came up with like a whole bunch of plot elements right then and there. We were like, well, okay, well, there should be some love interest in there, okay. Uh, and there should be like a main villain. And then we, you know, we should like have some henchmen, okay? And we actually, the funny thing is, we came up with the ending to the movie first, so it wasn't a linear process. It was just like we knew what the ending was going to be, even before we figured out what the plot was going to be. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And the thing is, the ending of the movie, me and Rob had actually done it in real life once for karaoke, just to be funny and goofy. And like, well, that was funny when we did that. How about we make a climax? Like, yes. And in order for it to be the climax, the complete opposite has to happen before. Yes, exactly. 
Yeah. It was like, yeah. And so we were we were on the same wavelength. We were we were we were volleyball spiking our jokes and our ideas, and it felt so good. And yeah. um, it was just I, I knew like I knew right then and there this is my purpose. I am gonna do this. I'm gonna make a movie with my best friend, semi-autobiographical to the adventures we've had, and we're gonna premiere it in the Charles Theater. That's gonna happen, and I won't rest until I do it. Yeah, and I did. <laughs> Yeah, and it was so easy because, like he just said, a lot of it was based off of real life, so that made the ideas flow because we just borrowed a lot from life experiences, but I remember having a lot of fun, you know, we were like, um, alright, well... We like we would just be quite like, like, Ben would ask a question like, well, what do you think about this plot element here? And I would go silent for like 30 seconds and I would be like, well, what if we did this? And Ben would be like, nah, that doesn't really work. Well, hey, what if we do this scene? And 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 then I would go quiet, and then I would be like, you know, that scene will work, but what if we did it in this way? And then, basically, if we both laughed at the same time, we knew we had good content. <laughs> yep, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. It was like we just kept saying things until... And so both of us laughed to the point where we were like, okay, if we're laughing, then this is probably funny. And then we put it down. That's how we worked. But uh, yeah, so, but yeah, that was a great time. And so to kind of move forward here, that was, that was like your first proof of I can do this and now I'm ready to make the big leap. More or less, more like I did this and now, and the thing is, I'm just saying, when it comes to be more filmmakers, not taking anything away, but they'll pretty much do the same thing if they stay in Maryland. That's pretty much it. They'll keep making movies and making movies. And if, and if you're lucky, you become a Barry Levinson or you become a John Waters uh, or a Charles Dutton. So there's three examples off the top of my head. So if you're lucky, you become one of those three people. And if you're not, either you stay where you are and you just get more of the same. And you have to ask yourself, are you good with that? You know? Yeah, yeah. So, so I have a question. Sure. Uh, because I'm listening to this story, and I am I've always been impressed um, by both of you and your creative spirit. Uh, that's, Thanks, buddy. No problem. That's uh, one of the reasons why I dragged uh, Rob into the idea of doing the podcast because of the exact same reason. It was we always had inter interesting conversations, uh, and a lot of the interaction is always of course is unscripted and i was just like you know what we do a podcast this is going to bang because of the fact that um you know this is just raw like raw material you know um but listening to the listening to the story in this day and age with the technology that we have especially thinking about baltimore because i do have to agree i think that uh, if you don't have the desire to really pursue your goals or, you know, the, the thoughts to do something different, uh, this city can easily keep you in a very um, routine type of state when it comes yeah. to creativity. Yeah. So yeah. with YouTube, with being able to um, use tools that are at your fingertips, I mean, cell phones now, you can do so much. Um, do you think that technology would make that better for some? Has, have you seen a change or do you think it's still the same where people are just complacent and it's like, well, I'm just going to keep doing the same thing 
and they never really look to try to go beyond that. Do you think that uh, technologies maybe change that a little bit, where maybe people are trying to do more? I think that um, both. Uh, I think that you can do higher quality work as far as the visuals and the sound of what you do. But as far as uh, be more, it's pretty much similar to how it was where it's a small group of people and they collaborate with each other. So I, I, I wish there was more growth. I wish the city really had grown. And for example, Atlanta, Georgia, that place boomed. That is number three as far as I'm concerned, as far as industry locations. New York, LA, Atlanta. Like Atlanta has blown up. And there's so many people moving to Atlanta and it's really grown as a film town. I wish Baltimore had really grown as a film town too. I you know I really do. Word. Word yeah, the evolution of of Baltimore, it's or or really a lot of other states. It's like I guess I guess old habits die hard when it comes to certain places, which again leads back to why you made the exodus that you did. And what year and and what year was that when you... I left uh, approximately September 24th, 2009. Okay. It's been about almost 11 years here. So the technology back then, I mean, even even back in 2009, wasn't, isn't, isn't the same as it is, as it is now. Correct. So, yeah. So it's like you still had to, you know, you still knew that you, you had to be where the action was, right? I knew I had to give it a shot. I knew I had to go for it. I knew I had to go for mine, as some people say. And so, somebody once said, you know, Ben, maybe you're destined to go. Whether you're destined to stay is a different story. Why don't you just go and just see what you can do? You can always come back. No one's kicking you out of Maryland. You know, don't put so much pressure on yourself. So describe for us what that experience was like, like when you first landed, because I, because you told me the story. But what, what was it like, like you know, you know, trying to get your, like trying to get your feet wet and really trying to, you know, strike, make your first strike. When I moved here, um, I, I, I took everything I owned and we piled up into an RV, and a friend of mine helped me. So we drove across the country. Uh, pulling my car in tow, and with all my stuff in, an, in um, not an RV, a U-Haul. We, we, in a U-Haul, pulling my car in tow on a tow truck, or a tow, one of those beds. And got here, got my place, uh, set up my stuff, my friend flew back. So now it was like, I'm all alone. And I experienced isolation. I didn't expect the isolation to hit so hard. So that was kind of a, a problem where I should have known I needed to find a tribe. One of the most important things in L.A. is finding your tribe, your collaborative mm. people you like to work with and people who make you feel supported, make you feel comfortable, make you feel motivated. And I, I basically just went towards the industry by myself and I realized that you need people that have your back. So it was like, where do I start? There's hundreds of agencies, uh, hundreds of managers. So I didn't really know where to begin. So I basically took some classes and, and got an uh, and uh, got some books saying, here's these agents, here's these casting offices, uh, had to get new headshots done, tried to you know, knock on some doors, and it was a slow-moving process, but it was a steady process. So what was the and, first... Oh, go ahead. Well, the first... I booked a gig on Days of Our Lives in my first two years, so I was proud of that. Um, I was, it was really quick. Basically... They used me for a, a mugshot of the main character. 
in his in because the main character did an evil twin episode, and I was the mugshot of the evil twin before he got surgery to look like the main character. You guys follow me on that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was really cool. And I called Rob when I got the gig. I called him. I'm just like, I'm going to be on an episode of Days of Our Lives. And he was like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was awesome. They show and and I remember looking at the uh, the uh, segment, the clip segment. I forgot what the plot was. I mean, I'm not that hardcore into soaps, but I remember, you know, watching it, and he was like. The older version of you was looking at a younger, uh, um, a young, what was supposed to be a younger version of himself, and what was it? He correct. He looked at like a, a, a was it a photograph or or like a a picture on a computer or it was something that he was looking at and he was reminiscing about how he used to look, right? Yeah, exactly. He was saying that. Ugh, I don't miss that face. The new one's definitely improving to the old one. <laughs> wow. And um, You're supposed yeah, to be they were <laughs> and, the, and then and then a girl walks in. She's like, "Who's that?" And they were talking about me. And the guy is like, "Oh yeah, he's a big time felon." And the girl's like, "He looks more of a psycho to me." And the guy's like, "Well, don't underestimate this guy. He's a criminal mastermind." And the girl's <laughs> like, "I can see him sticking up on me in an alley and violating me." <laughs> I'm just like I am neither of those things, okay? But I appreciate the compliments, however backhanded they are. <laughs> oh God. And he had his own professional uh, um, room, you know, to get ready. His own powder room with his with his name <laughs> on the door with a star, so that you knew who he was. And the funny thing was, when I got there for that day, like this is it, my first big gig. I'm so excited. I was walking through the set. And I walked through all the different, the different little rooms they use for the show. There's like six predominant rooms that you'll see in those shows, and then they're all in one hallway. So I walk through, and I look to my right, I look to my left, and I see them all side by side. Like, wow, this is really interesting. And they flip the cameras around depending on which room they need. And um, when you're in, I was in makeup, and I was watching a live feed of the episodes they were filming right then and there. They were showing the live feed, and only the people on set and the casting directors are privy to that. So you can see exactly what happens. And if the casting director's not happy with something, they can call and say, all right, have them do that again. I didn't like that. Something like that. Wow. Yeah. And um, they basically took me in a room, and they're like, all right, uh, here's your, let's do the pictures. And they gave me some motivation. And they're like, pretend that you're a criminal, like you're about to bust out of jail, and they don't know that you know that. So they did that, and then I went upstairs to get my to fill out some paperwork, and I saw um, this this uh, little display case where they had their daytime Emmy awards and all the awards they've won over time, like all these beautiful awards, all in a beautiful display case. And then um, after that, I was done. I was in and out in an hour. And uh, the cool thing was they used my picture numerous times, so they kept on sending me checks because they used my image over and over again. Oh, that's that all. picture had to keep coming up. It had to keep coming up because that had to be the reason they got this guy. Like, wait a minute. This man's not the original act, the character. He's an imposter. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah, yeah staying that. power. Staying love, power. Love that. Love that. And the, the, the final... I, I, I watched the show until that evil twin was killed off. His character was killed off in a jail because um, the, there was a, a bunch of bank robbers that got arrested... And, and one of the guys recognized him. He's like, wait a minute. 
you're the cop that did me in the first time. He's like, no, I'm not. It's like, I never forget the face of a man that screwed me. And they killed him. It turned out they killed the imposter, not the real guy. <laughs> man, this should have had a man. This should have had a flashback with you in it. That, that would have been cool too. That would have been cool too. But I guess I didn't have the <laughs> standing to suggest that. <laughs> so, so one of the best things that I've seen that I've seen you in since your time out there. Um, I know you've done a lot of. I know you've done a lot of uh, production work. And um, one of the things that I'm most proud of that I've seen you do is uh, is uh, when you is when you created Reap. Oh yeah, thank you for that. Did you guys watch that by chance? Did you guys? I didn't get a chance to watch it. I only watched Two for Flinching, which I found funny. That's okay. Oh, Two, for, yeah, two for Flinching is his other. Uh, uh, home homemade com comedy series as well, but those but those are the two things. Like when I think of the work that you've done, is you know stuff that really has has impressed me is uh you know the two for flinching and reap. So uh, I wanted to I, I wanted to for the you know sake of the audience pick your you know you know pick your brain on. How you started those processes on either one? Um, let's see. Well, for Reap, Reap was semi-autobiographical. Uh, fortunately, uh, my mother died in 2001, uh, September. It was shortly after 9/11, actually. Yeah, it was. That was horrible, and um, it was traumatizing. Um, and uh, as time went forward. Because when that happened, I, I inherited the house I owned. So I lived by myself with my dog at 21, my senior year of college. And not the kind of thing that most people go through in their life. So I believe the brain still continues to develop all the way to the age of 25. And it kind of messed with me a lot. Like, is this the kind of future I have to look forward to? Is this what happens? So it was, uh, it was a time of, of uncertainty in my life. <laughs> But you turned that uncertainty into 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 art, which is what a lot of actors, you know, aspire aspire to do. Because I know you took a lot of elements, uh, you know, like you said, it's semi autobiographical, and were able to convert that into you know characters, basically that were in the movie, right? Well, what I did was it was about the Grim Reaper coming to someone's house to take their mother away from them. And the guy has to try and stop them. And the fact of the matter was the Grim Reaper is not necessarily a bad person. He's just, he does what must has to be done. And the kid in the movie who tries to stop him has not been the ideal son. He's got flaws. But he still can't let this happen without trying to put up a fight. So it, dealt, it deals with, you know, if you were to actually have a discussion with the Grim Reaper and discuss the situation... And how the Grim Reaper would try and gently go about doing his business. And how you, you go through the stages of denial and stages of negotiation and stages of fear and stages of acceptance and anger. And it's, the movie's won a couple of awards. I'm really proud of it. Because it was a good way to tell my story through art that I hadn't told for 15 years. It took me 15 years to finally tell that story. And you directed that and produced it on your own, right? I produced it. I hired a director. I uh, got location. I got all the necessary props. I uh, got the actors. 
the, the producer's job is predominantly at the beginning of a, of a shoot. The producer has to do everything to lead up to that magical day when you start production. And once you do that, then the producer sort of takes takes a step back and sort of just watches like a, like a hawk, <laughs> for lack of a better word. <laughs> but I mean, did you did you write the script of the screenplay? I wrote the script, and then I had collaboration. Uh, the actor who played the Grim Reaper helped me write it, and then the director helped me write it. So we all wrote it together. Because yeah. I, I admit, guys, I'm not the best writer. I'll admit that easily. But I'm always good at writing something. And this goes back to the movie me and Rob did. I was good at writing down something, and I give it to Rob and say, okay, Rob, put your sprinkle flavor on this thing. Make this pop. <laughs> so Rob would read it and go, okay, well, first thing that has to go is this. I'm like, okay, okay, let me do this instead. Okay, got it. You know, you, you know what, though? But, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, you flatter me, and I thank you for that. But, but I mean, that wasn't always the case, because sometimes I, I would have an idea that would fall flat, and you would and you would do the same thing too now because you would be like what if we do what if we do this scene it and now we'll be just like that's ben that's not gonna work man i don't know what you want. but then but then <laughs> but then but then you know uh when it goes on screen it was like everybody's laughing i'm like Oh, I guess that is funny. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you know, you know. So you know, you kind of have to humble yourself. T talking in terms of myself, you have to humble yourself that you're not going to be able to see every angle, every comedic angle. You know, and that's why it's always good to have a partner with you that sees things that you're not able to see. And exactly. So, and so, uh, like, and, and and you know, one of those scenes uh, from No Contest that I remember was. Uh, when uh the big when a big man comes out to you know stop to stop the bullies the three mm -hmm. uh, you know three bullies and uh you were like the last guy should just hold up his arm and just <laughs> so that he doesn't get hit <laughs> hold up his arm and i'm gonna and and i was thinking to myself that's not gonna work what like i couldn't visualize it but then, but then, when we played it in the movie theater, and you know, he, and you know, you know, he's taking out the bullies. And then when it gets to Ray Ray, and he just holds up his arm, and everybody just starts laughing. And I'm like, Ben was right, <laughs> you know. So that's why it's always good, you know, you know, it's it's good to have people to bounce your your ideas off of. And sometimes one person has it, sometimes the other person has it. But as long as you realize. You know, you put your faith and trust like it's going to be good. Just trust. You know, sometimes you have to say, you know, you, you know, such and such. Take take the wheel on this part, and it'll work out. And while we're here, I want to talk about the Shaba Ranks part of it. We'll get back to Reap in a minute, but let's let's tell them that story because this one's one of my personal favorites. Oh Lord! Oh, I need to hear this. Oh, trust me, this one's a good one. Okay. Are you? Are so, you? Okay. Yeah, I'm going there. Okay, so. Um, you guys remember Shava Ranks, right? Of course. Of course. Okay, okay. Christine, Shava Ranks, okay. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. we had listened to that song, Mr. Loverman, before we went, we went to the grocery store, because we were, we were talking, writing ideas, and like, I gotta go get some dog food for my dog. So we went to the grocery store, and a really pretty girl walked by, Rob and I, and we both, like, looked at it and went, wow, she's cute. So Rob goes, 
And then he walked over and he was gonna say that to her and see what happens. Wait, okay. okay what? Okay. Yes. What? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Pause the music. What? Stretching here. We need to. We need. We need to. Hey, 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 Rob, you talked enough. Continue the story, Ben. I would like to okay. know what. what <laughs> so, so Rob said he was gonna go over and sing it, and so I was like, "All right, do your thing, man." So he came back and he was like, "Man, nothing happened." So I'm like, "Did you actually sing that to her?" He was like, "Nah, I just walked by it and whispered it as I passed, and she didn't really acknowledge me." Oh. So I'm like, "Well, what would have happened if she did?" And then we basically said, well, he, he, he would have said, if I'm looking for you, buck upon the right man. And the girl would have said, excuse me? And Rob would have said, if I'm looking for you, buck upon the right man. And she would have said, what? And he would have said, I said, if you're looking for love, you buck upon the right man. I want ass. And she would have smacked him in the face for that. <laughs> and I found that so funny, I doubled over in the store and laughed on the ground of the store. <laughs> Because it was that funny. And like, we got to put this in the movie right now. The instant we get home, that's going in the movie. Oh, my gosh. You know, I was I was <laughs> going to say that you were stretching a bit of that. But now that I remember it, I think that's actually what, Oh, yeah. now, now, now that your mind is jogged, right? Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't fight you on it. Because your memory is better than mine, Ben. So oh. I'm just going to have to accept it. Oh, for uh, what it is, but um, truth be told, I kind of borrowed a little bit from the Living Color on that, but you know, and let me Living Color did the parody, Mister Ugly Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of pulled a, I kind of pulled a Pharrell Marvin Gaye on that one. I was inspired by In Living Color to create to create the scene because you know, in, in Living Color, he goes. I know a girl. If I love you, look up on the right man. I love you, look up on you, look up on the right man. If I love you, look up on you, look up on the right man. I said the three times you still don't understand. So, you know, that's where. That, oh my that's gosh. Where, yeah, yeah. You know, just do, you, do you know the meme? Do you know the meme? I'm sorry, Ben. Do you, you know the meme is is Prince and he's just shaking his head and he's got his eyes closed. <laughs> Yes, that was me for these past for the past minute. Just, just, oh my gosh! And oh, wow. well, uh, stories, the stories we could tell you, but we don't even have enough time. But uh, we should probably. Who said well, we run this platform? We got all the time. Rod just wants to keep going. <laughs> Honestly, Rod this would be great Patreon content, which y'all should like and subscribe. For a dollar a month, and maybe you can hear more stories of Rob and Ben shenanigans. Oh, oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> they never end. And and you know, just a, on a little side note, I can't believe that in Living Color actually made it called Mister Ugly Mon. Like they blatantly insulted Shaba Ranks in front of the whole world. Well, it's like damn. <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 I mean, he is pretty fugly. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> now Rob. From Jeez. I, I, I mean, I just gotta be real. I mean, I just gotta be real here. I, you know, Shaba, if you're listening, you know, that, man. That P.O. box. We love that, you, Shaba. That P.O. box is 552. <laughs> look, look, check it. All I'm saying is there's a reason why Shaba had shades on in most of his videos, okay? Send, send your hate mail to Big Rob. Now, <laughs> now, here's the thing. Me, Rob, and L 
we can't really make a judgment from heterosexual men to the appearance of another heterosexual man. So, yeah, Christine, yeah, maybe you should jump in on this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. the toxic masculinity. It's okay to <laughs> it's okay for straight men to say another straight man or gay man is good looking. Break the masculinity. Break the toxicity. Break the patriarchy. Yeah, and and the opposite of it or the opposite, right? <laughs> we don't need. Yeah, Look. yeah. I've never had to say no homo before I said something. Look, hold on. I also need to know why I was just thrown in there. I mean, like, I'm like, hold on now. Hold on. No, no, no. Listen, if you're going to drive a bus, you drive a bus. And if you're going to throw somebody under the bus, you throw Rob on the bus. I'm okay with throwing Rob on the well, bus. Well, no, no. Let me explain myself on that. I just said that as a heterosexual man, is it our place to make the judgment call on the attractiveness of other men? Oh, yeah. Gosh. You know, yeah, you know what? All the time. Might you, as well do it on there. You know what? You know what's really funny about it? You do it whether you realize it or not. You may not vocalize. You may not say it vocally, but you're you're going to think it, or something will come out that you're going to <laughs> you're going to put your thoughts out there. So I don't I don't get the yeah. I'm sorry. I can't subscribe to that because here's my thing. If you're walking down the street. And if you feel that Shaba Ranks looks the way Shaba Ranks looks, <laughs> and you see Shaba Ranks, the expression on your face is going to say it all, unless you got a really good poker face. All right. right. If you, I don't have a good poker face at all. My all right. So there, there you go. So if you feel it, you might. If you thinking it, you might as well say it. Yeah. Yeah. Something's wrong with this picture here. I don't know what it is, but I got this feeling like. Something's out of place. Oh wait, yeah, it's yeah. Shaba's face ain't adding up. Right. I'm mad. Yeah. I'm just yeah. mad at this shade that's being thrown at, at Shaba. Like he didn't give you great songs. Hold up, L. There's some context to this, right? Because the reason why I'm throwing so much shade towards Shaba right now is, and you know Ben knows did, this, did is you, he made some um home some homophobic con uh comments. I think on MTV one time, and so uh, I basically canceled him at, after that. Okay. okay. Do you guys remember that interview? Do you remember what happened? I did not. So this is this is new to me. But I I will say um, I will make a a a side note to it that yeah, and a lot of um, dance hall like reggae, you would hear things of that. He he's shot, but it's definitely not the only one. There's. There's a couple. There's a couple. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So the vibe where he comes from, he made a mistake in bringing it to the United States. Well, it's cultural because now we're talking about yeah. Jamaican, Barbados, Trinidad, and they, they are still like, they're not as, I won't even say progressive because I even feel like even in African-American culture in America, we're not where we should be where it's in terms of accepting the LGBTQ community. Like, we'll say we accept them, but do we really accept them? I know I do because I'm like, they're humans and like, they're people, they deserve love and respect and you know, I don't like people treating me like shit. I ain't going to treat someone else like shit. But in their culture, like they do, ten, there's a tendency to be more homophobic. Yeah. So if mm. that's where where Rob is coming from, I completely understand. And then I'm like, yeah, you know. But then it's a matter of did he grow from that? Because I'm a believer of it's one thing if he said this yesterday or even a year ago. Then I'm like, nah, he you got an ugly personality and your soul is ugly and that's why you got a receding hairline and them wrinkles took out your face. But <laughs> if this was like. 20 years ago i'm like things have changed and i think that's where you have to have like a little bit of like okay if this is 20 years ago has he changed has he said hey I, what i said in that interview was wrong i, I mean, don't believe that like that's where i'm 
Yeah, I think society, yeah, yeah. society kind of cut him off too, so we don't know what the end result was. But Ben, do you want to say what Shaba said back, you know, back on the interview? Uh, I suppose. I mean, look, Shaba, we all make mistakes, but he said something along the lines of, "I believe there's only one love in this world between love and a man, and love with a woman, and I believe that homosexuals should be crucified." Oh, no, then he can burn in hell. What the fuck? And well, the worst part of all, Christine, was the guy interviewing him was gay. Yo, like, no, seriously. Uh, what the hell? Like, what? What? I can't even. No, no, no. I mean, oh, gosh. Jeez Louise. When will people learn? You know what? This is. I just have moments. Like, you know what? Let's get back to the happiness of the interview. I won't go into my rant. I, I need a job. Oh, God, Rob. Uh. <laughs> We're not, I'm not going into my rant. I'm not. I won't calm down. But you know what, Christine? Let's let's table that for um, let's table another that day. actually for another discussion because um, that actually this that kind of, this uh, talk about um, Fugly Shaba opens up a um, a whole different a whole different topic actually um, because mm-hmm. I first learned about um, that kind of idealism uh, in dance hall and like reggae. Um, I want to say back in 2000, like about 2006, 2007. And I was, and that's around the time where I was into like dance hall, like heavy, you know, me and my buddy, we would go to reggae night, uh, every Sunday over at the, uh, the Windsor and I'd get drunk off my ass and come home. Um, but, um, some of the lyrics, cause you know, I'd be making playlists, you know, so that way I got something to jam to at home. And I kept coming across a term, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it here, like I said, because this opens up a bigger discussion. But that's when I was like, oh, okay, let me do the let me do the research. And upon learning, I'm like, okay, so uh, wow, because you hear one artist saying, and then you realize how normalized that that is in the music. Um, so yeah, it, that, that's a much bigger discussion than we're. Definitely going to talk about that on the, uh, the next episode, but yeah, back to back to the uh, the fun talk and all okay, that good stuff. Okay, taking it back to me. <laughs> yes, I have, sir. I, I do have some questions. Like, uh, it's a weird question. One, I want to say thank you for elaborating about like you have to take a bet on yourself. You have to take a leap of faith because I think a lot of people don't do that when they're creatives or they don't do it when they don't have the support of their family. Um, and I want to also say, you know, thank you for illustrating that this is not, it's not just like you went out there and you made, like, you may reap, like you had to work with someone and had a collaborative oh, yeah. effort. I mean, you always highlighted it. And um, even with like, just knowing when to say, hey, and thank you for saying, I'm not, like, how can I word this? That you was like, hey, I know my strengths and weaknesses and mm-hmm. I'm, I checked my ego to let someone else jump to help my work and that, and the people I work with also check their ego to let my strength work. I think that a lot of people don't talk about that when you talk about creatives and I think they think it's like, oh, I had to do it all by myself. And it's like, no, there's like a team of people that is making sure that what you wrote will be like the, the best effort for yeah. you. Um, but I wanted to say, what's your favorite part about producing and making content? Because like you, it could be like more, are you the producer, the writing aspect, the finally seeing it pull, come together? Like what's your favorite part? Uh, let's see. I love bringing people together for a good cause. I love it. Love, 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 love that. The chemistry. 
Exactly. And my favorite part of producing is knowing. I know for a fact that as long as I do X, Y, and Z, I will get a result. Now, it might not be the exact result, but I know it will become a thing as long as I do X, Y, and Z. Whereas as an actor, I can do X, Y, and Z, and it still doesn't happen. And you have to just keep moving, you know, walk away and try something else. Hmm. So I love having the control, knowing that if I just do this, if I bring the right people together and I keep doing a little bit every day, if I do the right thing every day, this will happen. It, we will all be together on set and we will all film this. And then if it, we edit it you know, one step at a time, it will become finished. So I love knowing there's certainty that it will exist. I the love right that part of it. For the cake, huh? Exactly. It's like if you bake a cake properly, you put it in the oven, you turn the heater on, and you wait a certain time, it's, you're going to have a cake. Mm, and I, cake. You have to be delicate, but you're going to have a cake. And while I'm on the analogy, let me tell you guys an interesting thing. The difference between drama and comedy is the difference between cooking and baking. Whereas drama... Basic formula will usually work when you cook. You'll probably get what you want, um, the style you want. And when it comes to baking, is comedy. You have to be precise. The jokes won't land if you don't do them right. Timing. So precision. Timing and precision involved. So that's the predominant difference between drama and comedy is cooking versus baking. So, yeah. but moving on to answer your question more, I love bringing people together. I love seeing it to the end and... Although acting is always easier, like all you have to do is worry about yourself. Getting the getting the jobs is hard. So I like the easiness of creating like, okay, this is my idea. Let me get it started. And I love seeing it from the beginning to the end. And then you're sitting in the theater watching it with the people that lived it and you're talking about it. And those that's the glitz and glamour. That's the glitz and glamour right there. So 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 what advice would you have for people that are that that are in a position where like I'm you know I'm not you know you know I'm an actor you know I've done some things locally um, but I just don't know if I should make the leap or not like what 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 words of wisdom would you have to like an up and to like an up and coming uh, actor or producer you know to uh, get to you know get them going to get them motivated. <sighs> I have to channel my inner Tony Robbins on that one. <laughs> um, Tony Robbins, anybody? Tony Robbins? Yeah, hey, okay, I'm with you. I understand. Yes. To be honest with you guys, if, if, this was, if I was still in Baltimore um, now, and I was thinking about doing it now, I would put Atlanta, Georgia as one of the contenders. Just FYI, that's a worthy contender. That if you want to have a career, that can be one of the things that can meet your needs. But um, no matter where you go, I would say that you have to. Only you can make that decision. You have to know in your heart, like, do you really want to go for this? If you want to go for this, you should number one have a nice nest egg of finances before you go. Like, take some time to build a nest egg and have money in the bank. Number two, do not bring all your stuff. That's the worst idea I had. Bringing all my furniture—that was such a stupid thing to do. Make your decision, like, if your house was burning to the ground, what would you save? That's what you bring. Everything else to the left. <laughs> um, and then make sure, like, you have people that have your back. Make, you know, make sure your family will still be in touch with you. 
make sure that your friends will still be in touch with you because you're going to need the most of all when you feel vulnerable and you feel exposed in a new place you're going to need people to help you feel reassured so make sure you have your tribe ready whether it's there or back where you come from it's okay to hold on to your people as you get settled somewhere else and then over time it's like you see someone has a new life now so you don't have to worry about them they're okay but you know getting adjusted is always a difficult thing you don't jump into a pool what makes you think you're going to jump into a new place you wait in you just wait in now it's understand hitting the ground running is also a good thing too but if you if you have the resources to do that that's great but not everybody hits the ground running as long as you hit the ground standing <laughs> so you recommend a slower uh, a slower progression you know i mean unless you hit the lottery which is always possible but you recommend uh, a more methodical approach towards the process of you know of you know pursuing it my way is my way and everybody does their own thing i mean <laughs> there's like i'm trying to say something that i would that the average person wouldn't think of knowing that i've done it it's like you can say go for it seize the day caveat em tour but for me it was because the fact that i went alone was such a big difference hmm but I'm just saying that if you if you believe because the thing is if I hadn't gone I'd still be regretting it to this day. I wouldn't have had the experiences. I wouldn't have had. I wouldn't have grown as a person. I've grown as a person beyond my wildest dreams. And I've up. become a better listener. I've become more better listener. I've become more open-minded. I don't care about being right. I really don't because I'd rather have my friends, the people I care about. I'd rather well, be happy. That's what's up. Yeah, that's man. What's up, man. Yeah, man. Well, let me say is you're you know. Like I said, as your friend for uh, 20 plus years, you know, what you've accomplished in the time that you've been out there, I mean, you know, it, you know, you might not have gotten on to uh, 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 the Big Bang Theory, but whatever, that doesn't matter. The impact that you have made in all of the projects you have done is it has been an inspiration to me. And uh, you know, I'm proud. I'm 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 proud to have known you for all these years. I'm proud that when you leave this earth, you can say that I did what I set out to do with no regrets. And I will not look back upon my life saying I wish I could have done that because there's no worse feeling than when you're 70 years old and there's somebody out there saying. I wish I had done that in my life or I wish I had done this and that. No, no, you've done it. And no matter what, you know, high or low you may encounter, you can know that you're living the life that you have set out to live and that the act of doing it in and of itself has made you victorious. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm, you know, just, Thinking about your story and hearing you tell the story, it just makes me proud to have you as a friend. And so I, I just say all that to say, you know, thank you for, you know, sharing, sharing that with us. Thank you. You gave me a nice platform. And I'll, I'll tell you another little story. Um, one of the episodes of my web series, Two for Flinching, I did. Um, I've helped actors get into the Screen Actors Union or Screen Actors Guild. I've helped actors get into the union by doing that web series. And the thing is... The fact that I was able to help my peers besides me makes me so happy. I've helped people achieve their dreams of getting in the union because it's not always easy. But when I produced the show, 
I'm able to do something called a Taft-Hartley, which means if someone's not eligible to be in the union, I can make them eligible to be in the union by doing my project. And then they have to pay to join. But it's a, a closed union. You have to have some kind of uh, wa waivers or some kind of eligibility. So I helped my this girl get into the union, and she texted me when I woke up in the morning. She, I, I checked my phone. She's like, Ben, I just wanted to say I'm now eligible to join the union thanks to you. <laughs> That's awesome. That's what's and up. then and as and to pay me back for that, she got me tickets to go watch the Big Bang Theory in the audience. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Neither backs are itching on that one, I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> did you so uh did uh did we cover everything? Well, I mean there's oh. lots to cover. And um I mean I'm just rambling. And <laughs> you guys you guys can steer me whatever direction you want. <laughs> what Go ahead. Mm -hmm. oh, I had two more questions, and then I mean I have a lot of questions, but I feel like he answers them as he goes. I mean Ben answers them. I'm so sorry. I'm a very bad about that. I want like I wanted to know like how long does it take you from like the once you get the idea of oh, I want to do this to but I think you answered that with the producing content. How long does it take from once you get the idea to the content? Like in times of like is it that's a good okay. that's a good question. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, when I did the Two for Flinching series, um, it took me, let's see, once, let me, once I got it moving, um, mm -hmm. it would take me a month because I was hot. I was hot. And I had my crew, so I knew all I had to do was write it, get my actors, and get, and get the crew and get the location. Pretty much it. So that would take about a month. Like, I was banging an episode out a month because my episodes are only a few minutes long. So, like, every month I have a new episode. And then I would sort of be like, okay, I need to take a little bit of a break. So I take a little bit of a break, and then I feel in my bones like, okay, now I'm ready to be creative again. So now I'm going to make an episode. So from the the decisive act of doing one thing to start it to complete to having it in the can can be maybe a month for an episode. Now for Reap, that took a couple months to finally get it started. Um, maybe about four months. I'd say about four months till we filmed it. Like time to write it, time to get the the, the location, and then once I pick a date, then I'm forcing the universe to see and match me. Like, all right, universe, I want to make this July 25th. Let's make it happen. So knowing there's a deadline, I have to, I, it gives me a little bit more of a kick to make everything happen but meet my deadline. Mm. So it basically depends on what it is and how big it is and how motivated you feel to how quick it happens. Ah. Ah, and, that, and that process has evolved from when you were, you know, when you first started out, like with no contest, to you know what you're, to what you're doing now, because I know it took us a good number of months to, you know, produce to produce no contest. Well, and the thing was, Rob, if you and I had steadily, if you and we take out all the dead space between the start to finish of that, we could have had the whole thing completed in about a year. Because there were months where we just did nothing. We just let it sit where it was. Mm -hmm. So if we take out those dead spaces, I, I feel like we, the whole thing could have happened in about a year of time if we had slowly but surely stayed focused on every little detail one by one. Now, how does that compare to what you're doing to what you're doing now? Well, now, when I have an idea to make something and I've already... See, I don't like to look stupid. <laughs> surprise, surprise. And so when I, the more I've talked about something, I don't want to be that person that talks about something over and over again. It's the same smoke. It's like, people, all right, Ben, it's the same smoke. Are you going to do this or not? I mean, seriously. 
So when I start talking about it extensively, I like to make it into a thing. So I, my point is I will hopefully get it moving quicker. Once I've actually talked about it, then my quote unquote reputation is on the line. So uh, people expect me to do what I say I'm going to do. <laughs> I see. So it's really it's really about the motivation, the you know drive to, you know, you know. Hopefully, if the creative juices are flowing, then really it's it's really just about the application, the drive to just get it to just get it done. And then again, it's all about you know. Uh, what what are you trying to make show business or are you trying to do art here? Are you trying to make money off this thing or just do you want to make it exist? And either one's fine. Just be clear and be clear to the actors involved. So if you're trying mm -hmm. to make money, then certain things have to be in line, like a distribution thing or you know trying to put it on Amazon Prime and so forth. Mm -hmm. So versus I'm just doing this to make demo reel footage. And one of my jobs out here is that I work for a place called Create Your Reel, where mm -hmm. I play one of the actors and we make demo reels for other actors. So basically, you know, we'll have an actor who wants to make a demo reel, comedy, drama, and I'll be seen, we film. And then they use it for their demo reel, and it's focused just on making them look good. And so they do it as many times as we have to do it till we get that perfect take. And then it's, it's enough to get you in the door. So when someone's watching it, they say, oh, this actor looks pretty good. All right, call him in. Like, it, as long as there's no problems and no mistakes, then the demo reel will get you in the door, and then it's up to you to do what you do when you do it. <laughs> wow. Yep. And then nowadays, self-tapes are the new thing. Not, not just because of the quarantine, because self-tapes existed before. You do your audition by yourself, and then you send that in instead of going in for an in-person uh, audition. And the pros and cons of self-tapes are self-tape, you have full control, you can do it as many times as you want, and you can you, it's, you're in charge. You're the boss, Applesauce. It's but less because, pressure. Exactly, but the con is you're doing it all alone. You don't have someone to give you some hints. You don't have someone to work off of. You're, you're not, the energy of the room is not there. Uh, so there are pros and cons to self-tapes. But thanks to the quarantine, self-tapes are here to stay. And you have to have a nice home studio to do them. Yeah, everybody's home studioing it now. Including yeah. you guys. Including you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always, been, it's always been a home studio for us, though, so... Um for us this I, this was kind of this was kind of like oh, okay <laughs> you know and, and just i'm gonna tilt the spotlight on you guys just a little bit you know so many times uh l and rob you've gotten me through la traffic i've listened to you while stuck in la traffic on the 405 for an hour y'all hear that i'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> sorry and i'm not exaggerating when i say an hour and i just want to say again <clears throat> y'all hear that <laughs> <laughs> that's right I, me, me and Mikey took you guys to Las Vegas with us. <laughs> wow. Did you win any money, though? Because if you did, um, I'm going to send you the cash app. <laughs> That's right. Individuals. Right. I split, I split tens in Vegas on Blackjack and got kicked out. Oh, gosh. Ooh. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> My 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 experience my experience in Vegas was like less to be and less to be desired, um, but we won't we won't talk about that. Nah, that's my my my, my, my highlight though was hearing two guys openly talk about doing cocaine. That was my highlight of the whole trip. Yes, that was my highlight uh, of the whole freaking like trip. Sounds like a Vegas story, all right? Yeah, no, nah, just just you know on the strip and you just walking and. God was like, yeah, all that gotta gotta, whatever. All right, then let's do this cocaine. 
<laughs> he said actually, he actually called it cocaine? Yeah. Yeah. Never, he, he, yeah, it was like they were having a conversation. He was done with said conversation. And it was like, all right, now let's do this cocaine. I'm like, what the? F- wow. You know, guys, there was a funny meme going around. It said, during the quarantine, it said, hey, casinos, it's not fun losing money, is it? As well they should. Like, nah, man, you know we're right. It sucks, doesn't it? You know it, I know it. <laughs> you know. So, 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 are there any, um, so I know things, I mean, like you said, we're in quarantine right now. Um, are there, are there, is there anything cooking up right now or you're just, uh, battling the, uh, COVID, you know, the COVID lockdown, like, like the rest of us? Um, I got some ideas and I'm still flushing them out. So I did, like I said, I don't want to, I don't want to stick my neck out if I'm not con- convinced I'm going to do it. So I'll just keep that on the down low for now, but I can always right. give you updates later. Word. But uh, I, one thing I want us to go through the process of talking about is the Doritos commercial. Yes, please do. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to make that sound. No, no, I, please. I love the motivation. And I told Rob this. I said, Rob, as I continue in L.A., I try and keep you included however I can, whether it's through writing or some kind of audition for a game show, which we've done, or yeah. the Doritos commercial. God so, bless. Yep. So I was able to ha- – Rob was right there beside me through, for this one, so he can weigh in too. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh! That was a oh, so, fun process. Oh, oh! I'm sorry. Did you want to cover it, or you want me to cover it? The Doritos, is, yeah, or or the game show we did. The Dorito. Okay. okay. Um. You know what, Rob? You go ahead. I'll jump in, but you go ahead and take you the story cover. stick. Okay. All right. So, for those of you not familiar with it, um, Doritos. So, for every a uh, Super Bowl that used to come out, Doritos will hold a contest um, where people can submit a 30-second uh, commercial, which they do, you know, basically for Doritos, showing their love for Doritos. And uh, we, it, and so when it came around, we did the very last year that they were holding this contest, and. Uh, the winner of the contest, I think it was, it, what is it, a million dollars, Ben? Oh, yeah, a cool yeah. million. You get a million, so yeah, you get a million dollars, but honestly, on top of that, you get uh, you get a deal with, <sighs> with Doritos to make more, com- you know, to make a couple more commercials. So you get not only money, but you get an opportunity. Right, an opportunity. Sort of like American, sort of like American Idol. You are, you will get the opportunity. You will win, and you will get an opportunity. It doesn't mean you're going to be a huge singer. It just means you're going to have an opportunity. You skip, the the exactly. skip the head of the line. Just skip the head of the line. Yeah, yeah. So when Ben, so Ben found out about it and was like, you know, Rob, Rob, we got to do this. You know, it wasn't as big as the no contest thing. It was. I was on the beach actually, and I saw a bunch of seagulls. Pulling a bag of Doritos. They were pulling a bag of Doritos. And I'm like, this is a sign. This is a sign. Like, Rob, Rob, Rob. Dude, I got this idea. I want to enter the Doritos Crash Super Bowl contest, and I want you to be involved. I don't exactly know the specifics, but I want you to be involved. 
and he was involved. <laughs> and so, and, and so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so from there, we just started. You know, again, we just, you know, the the way we work is we just uh, again we spitball until somebody laughs. <laughs> and so we just kept, pitching, we just kept pitching stuff back and forth. What if we did seagulls? Eh, well, I mean, I don't know. Um, what if we did a uh, playground Dorito? I don't know. And then I, and then, and then, and then I said, "What if we got a whole bunch of people together, and they started saying mama jokes back and forth to one another, and then one of them says, "Well, your mama's so small, she can hang glide on a Dorito," and then they get really pissed off and wants to fight them. And, and wants to fight him for that and then ben took that and was like okay i think we uh, all right that sounds pretty funny but what if we actually had you know i, I can see mama actually hang gliding on a, on a dorito and i was and at first i'm like oh that just sounds crazy but then when we thought about some more it's like wait a minute we can make that happen <laughs> and, and thanks so, to cgi yeah, and so and and so that was the commercial that we uh, made together, and he flew me out. So we shot the commercial in one day. He uh, he paid for my plane ticket. God bless him. I went out there, uh, and it was it 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 was me and him and uh, two other actors. And um, and let me give a shout out to those guys. Um, yeah. my buddy Eddie. Uh, Eddie Robinson, he was in a TV show called Swan's Crossing back in 1992. It was a soap opera. And can, can you guys hear me? I hear static. Yeah. Uh, yeah. static going. All right, we're cool. Okay, it's better. Um, good. So uh, this guy, Eddie Robinson, he was on a show called Swan's Crossing. And it was one of my favorite shows of all time. And I, I, I become friends with him here in L.A., and I, I sent the commercial uh, in page. It was like one page. The commercial was written in one page. And I was like, hey, check this out, man. Let me know your thoughts on it. So I, I talked to him. I'm like, did you see the commercial? He's like, oh, yeah, it looks funny. And I'm just like, really? Do you want to be in it? He's like, sure. I'm like, awesome. Awesome. That's great, man. Happy to have you on board. So I got my buddy Eddie on board. And then my friend Johnny, I had worked with him on another project. And so he said, hey, Ben, if you ever need me, I'll be there for you. I'm like, well, actually, I kind of need you for this commercial. Um, would you, are you interested? Cause I need another guy. He's like, sure. Love to. I'm like, all right, great. So I had my peeps and it was simple as that. So when Rob flew out, me, Rob and Eddie and Johnny all sat in my living room and we bounced the commercial back and forth. And I said, okay guys, here's, here's the treatment. I know what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to do what. So yeah, let's, yeah. let's say each line one by one and we'll see w what sticks with each person. And when we bounced it around, it was like, okay. Johnny, you deliver the insult line, and then I took. We took a picture. We looked at the video footage I had already shot of the mom, and Rob was like, "That's my mom. She, she looks like she'd be my mom. So let's have me be the son, okay?" And then me and Eddie were like, "So we'll start it. You guys volley it, and and you have the punchline, okay?" And so once we had it down pat, it made shoot day so much easier. So I just remember sitting on the set together with the crew, and Rob was beside me, and it was just so fun. It was just so fun. And that's yeah, why I knew yeah. that we had something awesome. Yeah, that was a fun time too because in between takes we were just saying old old mama jokes to everybody. 
Exactly. Exactly. Like, and the funny thing is, I told it to act to age, and the bitch dropped dead. <laughs> <laughs> that was always my favorite one. Mama jokes. It's like it's. I'm, I'm curious where where do they derive? Was it in Living Color? Was it Jefferson's? What do you guys think? Baby's kids. I think it's like a rite of passage for just anyone that lives in the um, the, I don't want to say the hood. That sounds really bad, but it's like the dirty <laughs> dozens. It's like exactly. the mama's so fashy. You know, it's just it's a rite of passage. It, like I can remember, even before the Jeffersons, I remember some of my older cousins would just crack jokes on each other, like away from my great grandmother, because she would look at them like, "You are better than this." I want like on the <laughs> playground, and these were thirty-year-old men saying, "You know, your mama jokes," and they're like thirty years old. Oh, you. You talk about your, well, your grandmother. Yes. Yeah, well, the, the, grand, the grandma's sitting right there. I mean, come on. At least do it when she can't hear you. Yeah, it's, one of, old, it's one of those old things that, I mean, probably even before, you know, we came to America, you know, you know, people in Africa getting together, you know, showing, you know, it, you know, it was kind of a, it was kind of a way of showing dominance or showing that you're the top dog and, you know, you get, you know, bragging rights and clout, you know, who, whoever showed they had the, you know, the sharpest mind, the, you know, the person that could get everybody, mm. happy, you know, it's sort of like a comedian that is the king of the one liners. It's sort of like that because mama jokes don't necessarily tag. So each mama joke has to be original unless it's in a, the same um, genre of fat or old, but mama jokes don't tag. It's like your mama this, well, your mama that, your mama this, your mama that. So you gotta have a bunch in the chamber when you're gonna do it, yeah. right? Yeah, I wouldn't say as far back as Africa. I would probably say probably the early 1900s. Like I feel like around the Harlem Renaissance is when it really like blew up. It's interesting. It's interesting because like you're insulting somebody and they insult you back and you run out of material so you just insult their mom. <laughs> Let me talk about someone I never met and, and, and insult her because I can't think of anything else to say about you. <laughs> well, well, L, we all know about insult. You know, you know insults. What was Going this? Back and forth. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know about that, sir. I don't do. I don't throw insults. <clears throat> Um, but but L will defend. He will yeah, defend. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm oh. not the one. I'm not the one who starts shit on this podcast. <laughs> what? Are you serious right now? You're gonna oh, oh oh Mr. Angel over here never jabs. He always just counter punches, huh? I Is always counter punch, man. I always you? have to counter punch your vicious onslaughts, dude. <laughs> when I mean, no, listen, listen. Who starts the most shit on this podcast? Now, okay, now, admittedly, I will start something. Yes, but bruh, but bruh, you, you are the ringleader for trouble on this podcast. And every single time, every single time, every oh, every single time, you know you are. Every single time you start something. That's when I gotta get the arm out and get the shield out. Let's see. Well, look, this well, happens all the time, bro. Well, look, well, look, well, look, um, well, look, Ben. I, I, yes. Uh, um, was there anything else that you wanted to add to this? Because there, there's some, there's some things we gotta cover now. Oh, see, see, oh, see. I now see, he ready. See. You say yes. Yeah, see, look at that. See, now you ready to start. This is exactly what I'm talking about. 
Hang on, well, guys. All right, I'm putting you both in your corners for another couple minutes here. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Me and, and Christine, you can walk around and hold up the round one sign if you want. But... <laughs> oh, Ben doesn't know. I throw those hooks real bad. Yeah, yeah. I actually, hold on, hold on, because we got to be fair too. All right, because there was one, there was a couple podcast episodes ago. I'm up here sticking up for Christine, and then she going to turn around and say, you know, I was just trolling. And that was the whole checkers fries thing. We ain't gonna talk oh, about yeah. that. I, I felt so betrayed. I was like, "See, I'll be going to bet." You Ooh. see this? Can't Christine, trust my Christine, co-host. Christine. I have yes. something to say, Christine. I yes. am one hundred percent in your corner. I hate Burger King with a passion. Hate it. <laughs> hate it. Personal, personal reasons. The damn place got me sick and put me in the hospital. Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. Oh my yeah. God, do you have a, if Burger King is to you what Uno's is to me? I want Uno's to burn down. Except if y'all give us a sponsorship, then I will. <laughs> nah, 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 well, nah. Hold on, hold on. We gotta, we gotta keep it. Of, we can't I, just be taking sponsorship money and saying, "All right, you're trash," but we are gonna take this money. Yeah. No, L. By my silence. By my silence, I'll never talk shit again. By my Thank silence. You. Oh and my gosh. Okay, oh. listen up. We'll listen up, people. I think well, since we're... I, go, go ahead, Ben. Let, let me I'll fin- let me finish off the Dorito story, and then we'll move on. So, okay. lo- long story short, uh, it was a, it was an amazing day, and I strive for all my film shoots to be that good. And then um and then I and then after we were done, uh, Rob flew home, and then on that on that. Uh, thanks on that Thanksgiving evening, I flew into Maryland to see my family. And when I was at the airport waiting for my ride at 12 midnight, I get an email from the Doritos people saying, "You have placed top 50. You have made it <gasps> to the next round." Out of yep. five, word. Out of five thousand people from a five thousand, we were the top 50 in the world. I need I need to sit down when I when I say that out loud. Like wow, I mean damn. Like wow, five thousand of the English-speaking people of the world, and Rob and I placed top fifty. Yep. Wow. And they gave us. And they gave us a check for five hundred dollars. No, sir. I gave you a check for five hundred dollars. I got two thousand, and I gave you a cut. Oh yeah. Oh whoa! Seventy-five percent of the cut. He kept seventy-five percent, Rob. Hey, look. he well, did pay me a buyout, though. I look, 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 look. I ain't, I ain't even mad because you know Ben was the, you know, you know Ben did a lot of work in terms of the production and getting people together and you know making it happen. So and and let, I, want, I want the record to reflect on this as a little epilogue. Um, I told my actors, look, guys, and Rob included, we're doing this for deferred style. Meaning deferred means you do a project and if the project makes money. You, you get a piece of the, of the pie. And I don't know anybody ever that got paid from doing something deferred. In the, all the years in the business, I've never heard a story. But when I got that money, I called Rob, uh, Johnny, Star, who was the mom, and Eddie. And I say, all right, guys, we placed. I'm giving you $300 a pop to my other actor friends. Like $300 for you, $300 for you, and $300 for you. And let the record show reflect. You got paid for doing a deferred project. There you go. Hey, that is good karma That's right there. Up, that is, yeah. I, you're a man of your word. You have vision. You have, you have drive, motivation, and you're willing to help others. I mean, yep. The bad, the bad thing is, it 
it, it, it'll get you far, but not far, but it will get you far. Like, it gets you good connections where people, when they get up the ladder, they can be like, hey, that guy Ben, he did XYZ for me. Let me help him out, or let me make sure he gets some of this to get to the next level. And, and when I gave Star, who played the mom, when I gave her her check, Star was like, hey, Ben, while you're here, my friend is doing a project. He needs a lead actor. Why don't you submit for it? So I submitted for it, and I got the part of that. Woo! That's what's up. It comes back to you. Yep. That whole thing was just wonderful. So that's my yeah, Dorito story. <laughs> yeah, then yeah, yeah, and I gotta say, in terms of in terms of you know the acting side of me, that's been you know well besides no contest, but that's been my greatest accomplishment was doing that commercial. I still show it to people this day because it looks the video quality. It looks professionally done, and so I'm just very proud that we were able to put that together and actually make that happen. It just, it just, you know, you know I love it, it. It was relatively smooth. Like that, a lot of times I've done projects and there's been a lot of rough patches. That whole thing was relatively smooth. It's like it wanted to make itself. Yeah. You know, it I got, I got to admit, when I saw that, com that commercial, I was stunned at how well it was, it was made. I, re I really enjoyed what you guys did. I thought that was dope. You know, I thank really you, buddy. Thought it was dope. That, lo that looked good. It looked good, yeah. It looked good. Really and we were walk we were walking around my high school reunion in 2018, showing it to people. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but again, that just you know that's just a testimony to like Ben said, you know, you, you know when you have the right people around you and everybody plays their part, you can make something beautiful, and and you know that's what we did. Exactly. All right. So there it is. All right. So. Now that we've covered that, we need to get some things. Uh, if, if it's okay with everybody, we need to get some things straight now. Uh uh, no 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 no. Mm -mm. You're not you're not driving this train because I don't trust you. There is. Uh, <laughs> we're going to we're, gonna, we're lay, lace up the boxing gloves. Just lace them up. Uh, uh, no, 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 I, no, I don't use boxing gloves. Okay, so Ben is dictating. Uh, oh. the the person that got the whole mixer controller and can shut this thing down with one press of a button can drive this one. So <laughs> that, was, that was uncalled for. You didn't have to smack that at me. I I do I do because it's you, Rob. So I always have to be oh. ready for your onslaughts. Oh, I see. So the, so you're the abusive type. You know, you're like the abusive husband. I only hit you because I love you. That's, that's what. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, no, that's no, no. Go no. and take it too far. Right. Bring in domestic violence. Right. That's, <laughs> not, right. that's not even. What? Well, no. Whenever Rob swings, he doesn't use his ring hand. Give him credit for that. Uh well when I swing I got a baseball bat and brass knuckles so uh, <laughs> do you see the type of abusive relationship this is? It's not oh, abusive. It's, it's, not, it's year, not abusive, sir. You you know what? Yeah, that's right. You always starting some shit. And see, the reason I cut you off is because I know where you're trying to go with that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We're going to do this right. So Ben, yeah. Uh, because shout out to freaking sweet jars. We want going to talk about that, oh, sir, right. sir. Right, sir. Right, that sweet jar was like an orgasm in my mouth, a tantric orgasm in my mouth, and that's exactly why I was wow. just like, just drive this bus and do this right. Because Rob, I know where you're trying to go. We're going to get there. <laughs> so stop trying, stop trying to be impatient. Stop being impatient for your impending doom. All right, 
Let's actually let's actually go ahead. Hey, my hey, friend, hey, don't throw, hey. hey, throw shots and then be like, let's let's cover this topic. Hey, I'm not throwing shots. I'm just calling it what it is. Cause you're it, trying to Chris, steer Christine, the Christine, am, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Christine, you're am, am I wrong? Into a ditch. All right, hey, all right. thank you, thank you. That's not was, so. Anyway, anyway, yeah, right. freaking, freaking sweet jars. jars. Thank you. Um, I got the uh the key lime pie. I got the Reese's pieces and I got the Oreo. And um, Rob went through the effort of sending them to me in a box with dry ice in it through standard delivery. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah because I, the freaking sweet jars people won't deliver to California. Oh, yeah, they but standard it. delivery he didn't do overnight? Overnight was No, because over- that would have been over $100. Oh, I wasn't paying okay, that. my apologies, my apologies. Otherwise, I mean, trust me. Um, I mean, trust me. That was the first thing on our minds was, yeah, let's just get it to them next day. But um, yeah, once we found out the price, then we had to start MacGyvering some other alternative solutions. <laughs> I wish he would have told me because I still had to connect before they closed the store, and he, we could have got overnight for like twenty four dollars. Oh, seriously? Ugh. Yeah. Oh well, Hey, but look, look. Okay. The important part. Y'all made it happen. We made so, it happen, and oh, they yeah. were astounding. I don't think I've ever had a dessert that good in my life. I don't think I ever have. It was that good. It was that good. It was a handheld jar. And every every bite got better than the one that was before it. Every single bite got better than the one before it. And it was even delicious at the bottom. <laughs> and let me tell you, and let me oh. just shout out freaking Sweet Jars real quick, because they were so awesome that because what happened is he actually ordered these sweet jars um like in february i, I want to say in february right before covid hit and when covid hit you know they had some downtime but when ben brought it to their attention a while back they said you know what we're going to comp these we're, we're going to comp these sweet jars and send them out to you or send them out to me and that's exactly what they did so they delivered, and and then Ben add, actually added an extra one for me because I got the strawberry shortcake. <laughs> so that's four free sweet jars that they personally delivered to my door, and so you know they did. You know, you know, I made sure I you know tipped them for their service because I didn't want them just doing that for nothing. But yeah, they basically you know. It was it was great, and they were the eight ounce ones too. So mm. so shout out so shout out to them. They're 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 amazing. They are, they are. And Rob loved his Rob loved his strawberry shortcake. I have a video. <laughs> oh man, that's actually one of my favorite flavors that they have. I think I get that one all the time. And- and guys, get this. Um, I had three sweet jars sent to my father today for Father's Day. What? Yeah. Shoot, that's yeah. what's up, man. I uh, I said I had I, I called him and I was like, "All right, Dad, I'm gonna cook you up with a Father's Day gift. Uh, tell me uh, these flavors. Which ones do you want?" And he was like, "Let's go with caramel and strawberry shortcake and the fudge brownie." So he'll be happy when he gets those. That's a smart man right there. Those are good flavors. Oh yeah. Yep, they're delicious. They're just completely delicious. And wow, you guys weren't kidding. You guys weren't kidding at all. Yeah, just like I said on Facebook, I would um, I'm I, I would rob a bank to pay for a sweet jar. I would. 
Oh I sneak gosh. a sweet jar because Rob gets locked up for that, obviously. Oh, and so I send him a sweet jar with a fall in it so we can get out. <laughs> I, w I would need you not, dude, because then me and Christine will have to spend the majority of this freaking podcast trying to do a GoFundMe and everything else to get you bailed out. Dude. Yeah, don't don't do that. Well, we can just find a technicality. We can say he had a moment of insanity and ask him to be hold on a four forty eight or forty eight forty. I forget the the right number, and then he'll just go to you know Shepherd Pratt for a few weeks, months, and he'll be out. No, because then Rob busts out of Shepherd Pratt to go get more freaking sweet jars. Oh, look, 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 don't break down my madness, okay? <laughs> Attorney Chris at law already has the story we're going to give. Rob, so, Rob, and then, Rob, like, Rob, like, Rob, Rob, how did you get out of the straitjacket? Rob's like, I was hungry. Okay. Rob, Rob, Rob is doing a no such thing because I guarantee you, if Rob did something stupid like that, jail would be safer for him. <laughs> jail would be safer for him. Oh, I would not want to incur that. I would not want to incur that wrath, man. Not no sorry, no sorry. Mm. Well, all her family members would kill me first, and she would lay the flower and say, "Well, he deserved it for what he did. <laughs> he did something stupid." You know what? You know what? Like I said, <laughs> sir. Like oh, wait, guys, said. while we're on the subject, I was saying that wouldn't a delicious meal be if you guys got spicy beef bulgogi and then had a sweet jar for dessert? <sighs> Did you just make this man pass out on the phone? Oh, no. Are you okay, Iron, Iron Age doesn't do delivery. Yeah. Yeah. I can't get my spicy beef. I told you there's a I told you there's a solution, but we ain't gonna talk about that right now. What? Getting them what what hold, holding them hostage and getting them a stove. Why are you trying to land yourself in jail? You're actively thinking of ways to put yourself in jail right now. Nobody's going to jail if you just let my plan work. See, why don't you let these things mat matter? Because you come up with ideas that just I want spicy beef bulgogi now. All right. H Mart. I'm sorry. That was you. my fault. H Mart. That was my fault. H Mart. What contributions are you doing to make this happen? None. You're just shooting me down and saying you're being productive. What, what, right? what, 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 what contributions <laughs> am I making? Who's we're yeah. recording right now, aren't we? That's my contribution. There you no, go. No, no, no. I'm talking <laughs> about the spicy beef bulgogi, okay? I ain't writing about the spicy beef bulgogi because I've been eating bulgogi for the past couple weeks. You have? It's really? spicy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good for you. Yeah. What is that? Homemade? You, you mean the homemade one? H Mart, bruh. H Mart. I keep telling you. H Mart. Talking about Iron Age. I mean, can't have Iron Age right now, bruh. You got it. You got it. You've got to find some okay. loopholes right now. Okay, we're full circle. Thank you. So we we hold them hostage. You hold them hostage. Go. I'll do it. I'll do it myself. If you don't want to be a part of that, I was going to give you some spicy beef bulgogi, but you don't want to have that. So fine, I'll just eat it by myself and and, and you know give my wife some. There you All go. Right? Good idea. <sighs> Jeez, man. Music expressed for, by Rob, but not expressed by Christina Big L. And um, please, <laughs> if Leslie is listening, only focus on Rob. Thank you. You see, Christine, you. you and I are similar. We know when to step in and we know when to step back. Like, you know what? I'm just going to let them punch each other like rock'em, sock'em robots. And eventually yes. they'll tie themselves out. I never tire out. So excuse you. <laughs> oh. 
the gas ain't running out of this tank now. And since and since we and since we want to throw shots, it's time to get into this. All right. All right, let's do it. I'm ready. All right. Are so you sure, Rob? I just don't do this to yourself. So just, no. take the album. Take the album. So look, doing this. So look, so, so look, we're gonna follow up on a topic that we mentioned a while back, and that you had my back on, sir, about yep. about about this idiotic idea of oatmeal being a cereal. All right. I don't know where this came from that people think oatmeal is a cereal and we were going back and forth on it and you had my back. Correct? I have your back then. I have your back now. That's right. That's right. So rather than keep going back and forth on eternity, we held a professional poll, a highly, a highly respected poll um, made by a company that Facebook uses, okay? But anyway... So it's flawed. So you're saying that it's flawed. You're saying that Alrighty. the yeah, Facebook exactly. bots have screwed this over and it's flawed. But go ahead. Let me, let, let me let you finish. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, well, I mean, you're only hurting your own point when you say that because um, we did... We did the professional poll of is oatmeal. Is that really professional, though? I mean, mm-hmm. no. But let's, well, wait, let's let him hear because I have a feeling that this might sway in our favor. Continue. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, so the result of the poll of do you consider oatmeal to be a cereal? Sixty-two point five percent of people said yes. Bruh, are you serious? Of course. And 37.5% said, no, hot cereal, this is just stupid. <laughs> yep. Run, run those numbers again? Yes. I want to hear that. Run, run those numbers again? No, you heard it the first time. No, no, sir. no, 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 no. Run those numbers again. No. Run those numbers again, bruh. Ben, do you remember the numbers? No. Run the numbers again. Alright, fine. Alright, right, fine. Since Ben didn't recall it. 62.5% of, of the... So, um, let me just back up. 16, 16 people voted. Okay? And 62.5% said yes, it's a cereal. And 37.5% said no. Okay, now... What was that number? One more time. Fuck you. Now... Christine. <laughs> Christine, now. he 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 acts like I I can't stop hitting record. Christine, what was that number? <laughs> since since Rob doesn't want to say it one more time, I, I I have to hear this because right right now, right now I'm I'm just um, amused and shocked. So Christine, what was that number? No, I it was sixty-two point five. Sixty-two point five. Now, sixty-two point five. You know that's going to be the name of this episode. Sixty-two point five. Of people, Webster's definition of oatmeal is made meal made from oats, rolled oats, porridge made from ground or rolled oats. It does not say cereal. That is Webster. However, the USDA classifies it as a cereal, and it has to be classified as a cereal in order for it to be provided by WIC, which is a um a service provided for people who cannot afford groceries. So it is classified as a cereal. On top of that, when you look at, let me tell you. Um, what corporation? Oatmeal. Huh? So who, what is this based off of? 
This is based off of classifications of the USDA, the United States Department of Agriculture, and also, just to make it clear, oatmeal has been considered a cereal since almost the 1600s, which it is considered as gruel that you feed to infants or the elderly, and it's a hot cereal or cold cereal because you can use it with cold water or cold milk, and grammatically, it is still a cereal because that's what it says. It's a noun. It's considered a type of cereal from grass that is cultivated to eat, such as wheat and oats. And I have something else here. And genetically, it's considered a cereal because there are genetic classifications of what is considered grass, oats, and cereal. Oatmeal falls into cereal. I don't trust the government. <laughs> I, well, you don't have to, but science hasn't been proven wrong. Tell me when science has been proven wrong. Hey, no, 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 wrong. no. Science no, is never no, wrong. This is, Look, no, no, this is an opinion, okay? You can't just say science said it's a cereal. No, a person said it's a cereal. No, because you have the scientific method. Are you saying that you discredit science? Because that means that yeah, I'm yeah. Because I, I was about to say, I'm like, careful with your words here, sir. Wait, no, 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 no. Because there's a whole method to prove something. You have a hypothesis and a null hypothesis. You, said, you, you said, have to test it. You said the government, a government agency defined it. I gave it you five not, options. Not a scientific laboratory. I gave okay. you historical. I gave you grammatical. I gave you science. Well, which based, one came first? I'm saying Webster's Dictionary. Webster's is pretty reliable, right? If Webster says it doesn't say it's a cereal, then I'm going to say it's not cereal. I don't think it's but cereal. But that doesn't take away from the scientific method that proved it. And the scientific method would have came before Webster's Dictionary. You have to have a hypothesis and an unknown hypothesis. And then you have, um, oh, what is it called? Sociological facts calling it a cereal. You have anthropological facts, say, dated it back to uh, before B.C. I was looking up the definition of cereal now. <laughs> you can look up the definition of cereal, but science has said that it is a cereal. No, science did not directly say it's a cereal. Show me, show me the article from a scientific laboratory that that oh, one second. that that qualifies it as a cereal, and then I may let it go. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, there's Post and, and Kellogg's. I don't think oatmeal falls under those categories. My apology. That was my mom. She's leaving. Rob, I mean, help me out. Does is there such thing as post oatmeal? I don't think so. I think Post yeah, and Kellogg's have the monopolies on cereal. You're talking about brands. What I'm talking about is the grain itself. And Rob, the only reason you want this to be in your favor is so you can have something against Jasmine saying that Jasmine is wrong. Who is your wife? Which <laughs> I have the question to ask. Why do you always want your wife to be wrong? What this is who you have chosen to be Look, with. Hashtag let jazz be great. Continuously Chris, bring this Chris, up. Chris, we battle a lot, okay? And I'll what? admit I take a lot of L's. I take a lot of L's in this relationship in terms of who's right and who's wrong because most of the time I'm the person that's wrong. So when I am so when I do feel that I'm right on something, I'm gonna hold my ground. Just like Elsie, don't 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 even don't you even try to rope me into this, sir. This was all you to start with. We all have battles that we have to fight, okay? And like I said, I lose a lot of them, 
But every once in a while, there's going to be something that I think I'm right on, and I'm not backing down. And this is one of those instances. When you go, oh, you go on, you go on the top of the hill of many a times. You would rather have friends than to always be right. I think this is one of those times you would rather have a lovely, loving, wonderful, strong wife who allowed you to listen to Alicia Keys last night because she should have could have sure taken your phone and told you to go sit in the corner. Woo! She was giving me hate glares when I was well. Rob knows happy wife, happy life. Rob knows that. That's all I'm saying. And Lawrence, you know it too. Back it up. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. I have a confession to make. On that poll, by the way, um, so I was, you know, during my testing of, of the poll, there was, you know, I actually submitted, I was actually trying to submit it just to see what would happen and in doing so i actually voted i actually voted twice <laughs> rob cheated i love you buddy but you kind of cheated on that one <laughs> i love I you mean, buddy, the only you thing i did was share it to people and everybody asking me christine what you trying to prove i'm like i got i have someone telling me oatmeal is not cereal even though it's in the cereal aisle and it says it by classification that it's a cereal and then wick has said that it's a cereal and then that well, my scientific brain and botany says it's a cereal so, cereal well christine let me ask you a question they have mm-hmm. um um pop tarts in the cereal aisle too that's considered just, a breakfast item right and so is oatmeal breakfast i just don't consider it a cereal because I, all the cereals are side by side but the oatmeal is not necessarily side by side cereal oatmeal is a cereal because it's considered a grain that you must add something to pop tarts is a breakfast item oatmeal you can add milk to it you can add water you can add alternative um, just because you add liquid to oats doesn't make it a cereal my qualification of 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 the separation is the fact that you were heating up oats once you do that you don't it, have to heat up the oats. You can add cold milk to it. Cattle. They have a thing called co- they have overnight oats now. They have a thing where you add just cold milk to it. You have gruel, which is an oatmeal cereal fed to the infants and elderly while ill. That was documented since. What year do I have? I have twelve twelve BC. Twelve twelve BC. Whatever. Gruel. Yeah, that name sounds so bad. It's like, it, yeah. does. it does. I'm not. I'm not. I can't. It's called gruel. And it's different from porridge because <laughs> porridge does not have to be oats. You were oats caught, can be porridge. You were caught stealing from the pantry and will be sentenced. Your meal will be gruel. <laughs> gruel. Come on. No. But you you know what? Gruel. Can I at least put some sugar on the gruel? But nope. I guarantee you, everyone that they fed gruel. Survived versus everyone they fed just plain bread to. This is true. Mm. But yeah, I'd like to add some ammunition for you because I'm just a generous person. So, uh, 15, 15 people in fact voted, and ten voted yes, and five voted no, not six. <sighs> You're a very honest man, Rob. I try to be. You know, I'm a very honest guy. <laughs> You know, Rob, I'll, 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 I'll give you this much. You, you definitely handled this better than you could have. So, I'll, I'll give you that. 
I admit when there's lots of people that are crazy, but that's why I'm the pioneer that leads people through the darkness, and people are in darkness. The oatmeal cereal darkness. No, no, you, no, 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 no. You, you was in your wrongness, and you stay in your wrongness. That's all it is. You was in your wrongness. Keep it moving. Oatmeal is a type of cereal. Thank you for those who voted. Whether you voted for oatmeal being a cereal or you agree with Crazy Man Rob on his, his hill over here. They just, re- uh, I just now realize well, that my work is not done, but that's fine. Uh, no, no. You can't, you can't, you can't change this. As Christine, Christine has already said, uh, Food and Drug Administration has spoken. Quaker Oats themselves have spoken. Uh, and it's just it's just universal oatmeal is a type of cereal that may not compute to you but it is what it is remember remember, this is the same government that said marijuana was a level one drug with cocaine and i now they're not worried about they're not worried about people making money off of oatmeal that they are worried about people making money off of marijuana and they're not getting a piece of it so that's a that's a (laughs) you're gonna feel very differently when you do one or the other, I promise you that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I'm sorry, that's not that's not really much of an argument there, Rob. You tried it; it's cool. Oatmeal is a type of cereal. Bam. Well, I'm gonna say this, guys. I'm gonna say this. I still don't consider it one, but I'm not gonna argue anymore because I don't care enough. <laughs> Thank you for standing by your friend. You are. You have shown time and time again that you are a magnificent friend. For standing by him, and I'm glad you don't care. And Rob, meet you on the next proverbial battlefield. <laughs> hey guys, is it okay if I have a topic that I'd like your opinion on? Oh, um, go for it. This is an old topic, but I want I want to get into this a little bit. Um, I've debated with Rob on this one, and he's welcome to chime in too. Um, how do you feel about the movie that existed called Shazam? Um, oh, oh! He's talking about the Mandela effect again. Do you guys remember a movie called Shazam? I do. I do. Did you like it? Did you like it? I, I think mean, I'm out this one because I honestly didn't see it. What age was I when it came out? That's the question. Hold on, which Shazam are we talking are we, about? Yeah, are we talking about the the one that came out last year? No, the one that came out. We were kids. Oh, the, 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 the Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq. Or oh, is it Sim- the well, one with Sinbad? People- no, the Shaq one. Yeah, Sinbad. No, the yeah. Oh, Here's the th- I'll tell you the truth. There, people remember oh, a movie Shazam. called. Yeah, people remember a movie called Shazam, starring Sinbad, and they they talk about it and they remember it and their memories sync up with one another. But apparently there's no evidence to support that movie ever really existed. So there's all this debate over whether it existed or not. And it's like, well, if you can't prove it, does that mean it didn't happen? And the people are like, but no, I clearly remember it. And they've talked about it with each other and their memories sync up like, and this happened. Yes. And that happened. Yes. So I believe that something happened where it was just vanished. And I don't have an explanation for it. But I believe people that are telling me they watched it. I believe them. I don't think they would all just dream it. Because the dreams wouldn't sync up like that, you know? Oh, I have a a theory. I have a weird theory. 
Let me go ahead. it out real quick. So I think what might have happened is, there, I think there was a movie named Shazam because that one has Sinbad, like you said. And I think what happened was it was so bad and it was just really one of those movies where it'd be back in the day before you got to DVD. It was like, we don't have to put this on VHS. So only a few people have it on VHS. And those people might have had someone slip into the house and take it. And then they was like, let's put out Kazam, but he has to say Shazam because he's Shaq. And then everyone remembers the Shaq movie to hide the fact that there was a horrible movie by Sinbad called Kazam. <laughs> That's funny, Christine. So you believe, like in the movie Fight Club, they took the magnets and wiped off the fucking thing off the tapes with magnets. There's only one master copy, and it's in some studio in the vault, and they're like, we will never let them see it. Let them in. Fucking Holy them. Grail shit. Yeah. Like Indiana Jones. Yeah. Indiana Jones. <laughs> I need to talk to you about some ideas I had that I thought about, like, two of them. Well, like, that could be one of them. I, I've been reading articles, like... There, scientists really and truly are trying to bust open the wormhole of string theory to for prove parallel dimensions. So, you know? so, 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 before you get into that, let me just let me start off by giving you the dev the definition of the Mandela effect. The Mandela effect refers to a situation in which a large mass of people believes that an event occurred when it did not. Okay. Um, or dif or differently. Differently. Exactly. Right. So, for example, uh, when you have enough people that all, you know, when you have something that sounds like it could be true, and there's enough people that buy into it, then it becomes true. Whether have, it actually happened or not, there's, a, there's enough associative uh, reasoning, you know, in terms of this movie, okay, Sinbad, he was hot in the 80s, you know, this movie Shazam, you know, Shazam is, is, is a, popular, a popular story. Therefore, we piece together in our mind that it is possible that Sinbad was in a movie called Shazam back in the 80s, even though there's no video footage whatsoever. But if the people say, I remember watching it, and I remember what happened, I believe them wholeheartedly. Yeah. 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 Show me the footage. But that, see, and then it gets this circular argument like, I can't show it to you. But are you, you're calling all those people liars. You're telling them they're lying. And like, but no, I remember watching it. And if it was me, I would fight to the day I died. Like, you're not going to tell me. What I watched as a kid and remember clearly and share with other people didn't happen because I remember watching it. I wouldn't make it up. I remember the details. Okay, so and just, you remember the details when I talk about it with someone else who remembers it. Just, just so, just so we clear, just so we clear, um, because I had to start looking. I had to start looking this up. Uh, did anybody ever lay eyes on this movie themselves as a child? I, remember, I did not. I, I did remember not. seeing a lot of Sinbad, but you know where I saw Sinbad the most was a different world. So right. him doing movies, I've seen him in some movies, but uh, I can't recall him doing a genie. Now, the one time that I'm thinking that somebody was a genie was Shaq and his his craziness, but that was actually known as I think Kazam, and not right. Shazam. So, um, and I think that was in the '90s. Yeah. It, it, but see that's the that's the thing like this is it's really interesting to where 
college humor um and you know just a few you know few content creators decided to go ahead and have some fun with this so mm-hmm. they, they recreated footage um but you know my whole take on it um is that i think this was just like a uh, uh, just a test to see if the the government could really do a mandela effect and it may have worked See, if we had rated, if we had rated Area 51, like people was thinking about doing, we probably would have found the Shazam movie sitting yep. in there. It would have been one VHS copy. Right. It would have been one VHS copy in the, the white plastic fold up. Like when you go to the library, you get the v, you would get the VHS tapes. That's how the case would have looked. And it had just been this one pristine copy. All right, and next to it might have been the actual reel from the film. Yeah, but that would have been in the lowest and level. Two different things because it's always two reels for a film. It's right, like the guy has to switch them. Right, yep. it would it would have been in the lowest depths of Area Fifty One. So that's what we just got to do. We just got to rate Area Fifty One to find out the truth. Yeah, it's it. all the secrets. They I mean, be- I always like discussing it because if you ask me, and most people don't. <laughs> I think that something I can't explain happened, but I wholeheartedly believe it did exist, and the people who are telling me they remember it remember it. Because maybe, just maybe, just because you take away the physical doesn't mean you take away the memories. The brain is very strong that way, and the memories can still be rooted, even if you took away the evidence, you know? You know what? Yeah. I think I think, yeah. I think, think the, the L here, though, is on Sinbad. Because, I'm sorry, if... There was so much going on about this. If this movie existed or not, I would have went ahead and made the most horrible, low-budget <laughs> film I could think of. All right, and that you know that mess would have it would have would have been like snakes on a plane. It would have done serious numbers in the box office because it really was this whole internet junk. And, and L. The movie, people have already written their bios and what they remember, so the script's already done. All you have to do is make a period piece and follow the script other people have already written and just like, okay, if this is what your memory is, I'll bring it to life for you. And then you know what? And then the, 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 the PR campaign and the backlash would have came about because you'd have that one person that swore back in 1992 whenever that they remember this movie they seen the movie they know exists and if somebody's going to go ahead and make this movie now in 2020 or whatever and not give them a cut oh <laughs> lawsuit listen it would have been funny the movie would have done numbers in the box office it would have been a terrible movie and people would love it because it's a terrible movie and then yeah. you would have the people who were like well i remember the real movie blah 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 I'm suing, and then there'd be the one person who's going to write a book and be like, no, I got proof. Oh, gosh, everybody would have been getting paid, and it would have been hilarious. Yeah, that's true. That's really true. I, it would have been amazing. And he still could do it. So as far well, as I'm concerned, this is this is just untapped. This is just untapped for Hollywood. They need to get it. Exactly. And the thing yeah. is, Man, you could direct it. Is, you could totally direct it. He doesn't like talking about it. He gets like, he's like, no, I didn't do this. Stop bringing it up. <laughs> shut up. Shut the hell up. Because, All you. Shut but up. I mean, but I mean, like Elle said, he did do that, you know, quick little segment, you know, to right. as like an April Fool's joke. So well, he, he did, did that. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think yeah. I think if somebody bring it to him and say you want to make some money, you gotta say that first, and he's gonna be like, "What you doing? We make this Shazam movie real." I mean, just to try and put a final period on this thing, like in the Back to the Future movies, when you go back in time and do something, it causes the ripple effect. Maybe yeah. we're all a victim of a ripple effect, but the memory's still there. We just <sighs> lost the footage. Oh man, I, I I need to not. I've been time skipping and Animal Crossing on on a, on the second account. I, I don't. That's enough. <laughs> I just want to okay. say real quick, like they have okay. like NASA, the actual society, NASA for real, and they have an article talking about they think there are, there's portals on Earth that are affected by the magnetic field of the Earth, plus like you know the, the Milky Way and there's possible the possibility of thirty six you know thirty six alien, I don't want to say races but alien civilizations. In the Milky Way, which I do believe, not the ones that people talk about all the time. I was like, eh. and also on top of that, he played a genie one too many times. Whether it was in a movie, like a like a um not movie, but in an animation, or as a um as a costume, or and something else, something else, something else, something else. Like in general, that I think that it probably did exist at one point. But with the like you said, with the Mandela effect, it's just like the Bearstein Bears. How do you spell it? Are you talking about like the quantum physics of an alternate dimension where this movie does exist? Is that what you're referring to? I mean, you have deja vu where people have, like, there's people, I've had it a lot. Like, I'll be like, I've met you before. And they're like, no, we never met. And then I'll say some random detail about their life. And they're like, how do you know that? You should not know that. And it's like deja vu. I think there's probably is some quantum physics that we're not there yet. I feel like as humans, our brain is not there yet. I feel like it, we're not there. And maybe the yet. transition, like, you know, maybe like sometimes we tap into the other dimension mm-hmm. or, that other, or that other reality. Somehow it bleeds, maybe one bleeds into the other. Yes. Man, yes. Man. Oh. So, that. We don't all die at the same time. Just true. Saying. So, to answer your question, Ben, maybe... In some shape or form, I am willing to say that Shazam does exist. It just may not exist within our realm. But okay. it, but, but but it is it is out there. We just can't we we just can't put our hands on it. Correct. Oh okay. My gosh. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sitting there watching. I was just shaking his head. Oh my gosh. <laughs> hey, look, hey, look, hey, look. We were talking about uh, is Die Hard a Christmas story last episode, and that and that set off a firestorm. Yeah, so, it, you know what? We 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 really do argue about some really stupid shit on this. Podcast. But that's you no, know, that's the passion that I love as a geek myself. I love arguing about stupid shit. Oh yeah, hardcore arguing. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we're not the only ones that have had this discussion. Can I say I mean I, shit? I, we haven't even talked about Star Trek and Trekkies and Trekkies. Wait, oh no, 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 no. Oh, we not doing that. Oh. No, no. of course not. Well, that that'll be oh, like a You do know I'm a Trekkie, right? You no. know how many times I've watched all this Treks, except for like hey, Chris, two of them. Christine, yes. are you are you ready for this? Oh boy. Go for it. I have never seen a single episode of Star Trek. What? You have did, done yourself a disservice, and I'm sorry that you don't love yourself, but that's okay. Not <laughs> so hold on, so hold on. Let me back up. Let me let me back up Ben for a second, or at least explain his frame of mind. So yes. Ben, when he grew up, had preferred atypical shows to us. Okay, so when we were, you know, when we were watching like. 
you know, G.I. Joe, Transformers, and the A-Team, he was watching mostly, like, he, like he would watch, like, Gem, for example. Yep, I did. Mm-hmm. I watched Gem and the Holograms. He would watch hey, Gem and the Which is great, which oh is great. I mean, you know, we're the type of, we're, you know, we're the type of people, we're open-minded, we watch that too. But what, but, but what I'm trying to express to you is that he, his, his frame of, uh, of, of, of viewing wasn't of a typical, a typical boy growing up. That's mean. That's I mean. I think you're doing him a disservice, Rob, because That's here's mean. the thing. One, Jim is on my phone because it's on Netflix, and I have watched all the old episodes of Jim plus all the old episodes of Shira and He-Man, but we're not talking about that. I think that does him a disservice because that's like saying me growing up, I may not have watched the A-Team, but I watched period pieces on PBS, like, you know, um, Christy Chris, um, Aggie. No. You know what I mean. The Agatha, Agatha Christie shows that they used to have. Or because I grew up were with you, older people, I had to watch Perry Mason. What I'm Chris, saying is... Chris, were, guess, Chris, were unique, though. That's true. But what I'm saying is you're doing better disservice saying that. Now, what you could say is Ben did not find... Star Trek. He Ben didn't find an interest in Star Trek, which is perfectly fine with me because a lot of people don't find an interest in Star Trek. When I sit down and watch Star Trek, people are like, "You watching that again? Like that's so stupid." But I'm like, "That's just who I am. I like yeah, it for the, you know." To, 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 to actually, to actually. Hey, let, let, let Ben take the floor for a minute. And there's more to it. There's basically a matter of my sci-fi loyalty was with a different show, so I was loyal okay. to that. And that show okay. was none other than Lost in Space. That was my show. That's cool. I understand. Lost in Space was kind. Of, it had quirky moments, but I just felt like they were like they were all dumb. Like they were just dumb. I just could not get my hand. But you know what? I appreciate it. That little boy was dumb too. That little boy was every time. Oh gosh. Danger. Oh. Will yeah, Robinson. Danny. Oh, I hated that little boy. I was like, you be doing the Danger stuff Will in space. Robinson. The aliens are gonna come and eat you, man. This yeah, is why ben, you can't get lost in space. I'm sorry. Yeah, Ben loved shows with more of a silly with more of a silly comedic flavor, and Star Trek didn't fall into that wheelhouse. So that's why I said it was out of his wheelhouse of shows. It sounded like you just called it Star Trek. Uh, who did me or him? No, he's Ben, ben oh. not Ben, Bob. See, now y'all can't vote. Oh, I gotta distinguish y'all. Wait a minute. And to throw my hat into this, um, growing up, I actually liked it all. Uh, my mom was a huge Star Trek fan. She was not with Star Wars. My dad, however, liked Star Wars. <laughs> so my dad introduced Star Wars to me like basically um it was return of the jedi and he was just like hey there's something cool coming on i'm taping it so you can watch it tomorrow so i got home from school and put the tape in and i was watching star wars and then the very next day i was using the part from the vacuum cleaner swinging around because it made the little whoosh sound so i ran all through the house like you know until my grandmother snatched it away but eventually they went ahead and got me some Star Wars toys. But uh, when awesome. I wasn't watching the movies, because remember, you know, Star Trek was constant. That was on TV every week. So right. when I wasn't watching Star Wars, you know, there was Star Trek. And I like Star Trek because you had you had phasers, you know, you had um, 
all these different things. And then, of course, you know, Next Generation came along, and shoot, boy, did I watch that. So, you know, there was a lot, there was a lot there. So, yeah. for me, whenever there was the Trekkies versus the Star Wars fans, I'm like, eh, I'm going to pull out because I really like both. I like them for different reasons. So, there was also Lost in Space. Because it's it. And I enjoyed that too. I enjoyed that more so because good. Good. I had nothing to watch. Like after a certain time, especially, you know, uh being off for um, you know, summer vacation, uh, you could watch that on USA. And the thing about that was yep. at that time, you only had cartoons going from a certain point in the morning to later. But what would happen is right after there were no more cartoons to watch, you could watch Lost in Space. So Mm. To me, I've always, I've always been the the more neutral neutral party. Now, if you're gonna ask what I like more, eh, well, it's it's Star Wars because I like Star Wars. But I'm never going to not watch Star Trek. Like if if I'm going to watch Star Trek, I'm going to watch Star Trek because honestly, Next Generation put me onto some cool shit. So it's really hard <laughs> for me to be in that that whole either or i'm like listen i like i like i like both and i think if anything this is just another one of those things that people just love to argue like at the end of the day come on exactly cool. exactly like, you can't and the thing is when mm-hmm. when you when you, pin, when you pin those two together it's not fair because star wars a big blockbuster movie franchise with only three movies back then versus a tv show with a bunch mm-hmm. of episodes without the budget that's yeah. not fair that's yeah. not fair. Right. That's well, not fair. I just want to say this real quick. I think this is what we do as like I don't know what to call us nerds. Geeks, as fans. I don't know. But in science fiction is um in fantasy science fiction slash fantasy is a disservice because there's there was so much great content. You had Star yeah. Trek. You had Star Wars. You had Lost in Space. You had Doctor Who. You had Space Mystery Space Three Thousand. Space Mystery Three Thousand. I can't. Oh, Mystery Science Theater. They, Mystery, Mystery Science, Science Theater, Theater 2000. Yeah. You have so much great content, and as I love, I enjoy it all for what it's worth. Like I know that I look at Lost in Space to cuss people out and call people stupid. Not you, but like the characters on that show. <laughs> I know that I watch Star Star Trek is probably one of the main reasons between that and like seeing um, NASA and the flights and like me learning about May Carol Jemson is one of the reasons I went into science because I was like, I want this. I want to, you know, explore and see this type of stuff. But like, it's just. And Star Wars is Star Wars really, if you think about it, talks about religion and how religion f's up yep. society. And it's so just, true. That that's, also, that was the basis about it: religion and politics. Yeah, yeah, but that's the beauty of science fiction because science fiction, which mm-hmm. people always forget, is forces you to think at a higher level to think differently and each one of those things has done something differently to everybody because if you ask me the jedi order must die they need to get rid of that shit they kidnap kids people they kidnap kids and make them into jedi warriors and then they can't think for themselves and then they go and kill their family okay i'm done you know you know (laughs) you know that whole let me ask you a question chris Mm -hmm. kirk or picard Picard, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like Kirk was cool and all, and he used to get he got all the space STDs. I'm I'm sure of it. He got space STDs that they never knew of before Kirk. But it was Picard all the way because Picard was like, I gotta make sure this ship survives. He was quick with it. He was diplomatic. He put women in power when he needed to. He trusted the disabled. He trusted his android. And let me tell you, he cussed people out in Klingon, and he was on um, on the Romulan's ass. Kirk, I mean not Kirk, Picard all that. Do you hear the fandom right now? Oh, I hear it loud and clear. Listen, hold That's on, why hold on. He's, 
a, a match that I lit within the geek community when you ask that question it it becomes it becomes tribal it is very it is very tribal and I love it I love it so but much I support and everything science fiction everything. I have a question for Christine Go for it. so if I'd never seen any of it um, tell me your opinions of the five classic shows from best to least best um, in my personal opinion, oh, one second. May I ask you a question before I give you my, 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 my opinion? Yes. How, on a scale of one to ten, how do you feel about, um, from, what's the word I'm looking for? From quirky to seriousness. I think I might be a little too old to be bought into silly, silly. So, okay. as an adult, what would you think as I would like most? Personally, I think you'll like Star Trek The Next Generation starting from season two. Season one, my car, you'd be like, what the hell? Because they were still trying to figure out their chemistry. I but think. so from season two of Star Trek uh, The Next Generation, you would uh, you would just start from there. I think that if you want to go into something that's a little bit more like Star Wars-ish, then you'll go to Deep Space Nine because they have like very fantasy elements that start talking about um religion and politics and more like I have two thoughts from some of the episodes um, but me personally I would say do Star Trek The Next Generation then do if you want to have a Lost in Space vibe do Next Generation and then do um, Voyager and then Voyage do Deep Space Nine <laughs> no, well no Voyager's not shouldn't be at the bottom because it has more of a Lost in Space vibe I think mm -hmm. and I think that mm -hmm. gives you more of a it's something different and people rat on that a lot but I was like I think and I, like the one you should add on is that weird enterprise they try to make. Scott Bakara. Oh, Scott Bakula? Yeah, Batman. I just remember him from Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. Yeah. Oh my god, Quantum Leap was my show. I was like, what's going to happen next? <laughs> I was and I'll tell awesome. you a little secret. I never mm -hmm. watched that either, and Rob got me the first season for my birthday way back <gasps> when. Yeah. I just feel like you, you sound like most creators. Like, you... You wanted to create more than watch the experience, and then you find out about it later in life, if that makes any sense. Well, I guess as a kid, I only got exposed to what I got exposed to, and I just, exactly. you know. Yeah, yeah. But I get, Christine, people thought I looked like Scott Bakula, and I'm just like, you I do. You do a little bit, like maybe 25% in the face. Yeah, and I got to say that to him personally. I did a show he was on. I was like, hey, Scott, Ooh! people say we look to you like, like him. Like, do we? I don't know if I see it either. <laughs> yeah, honest to God, I yeah. did. Mm -hmm. His eyes are a little bit more squintier, and you have more open, wide, like, not almond-shaped eyes, but, like, more round, ovalish eyes. His is more, like, almond, slitty shape. Oh, that sounds racist. <laughs> I'll take that back. I'm sorry. <laughs> mm, Scott Bakula. That was a great, it was a great show. It was a great show. I, I, I agree. That's the actor's, you know, that's the actor's dream, like we talked about, Ben. I mean... You basically got to be an infinite number of, well, to act out an infinite number of different characters because he was always jumping into somebody else's body, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And I said to Rob, like, wait a minute, so you tell me there's a different actor every episode? He's like, no, same actor, but no one can see him for him except his friend Al. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I'm on Duolingo because you can learn Klingon. If you yes! I was a, oh, can I say it? Oh, do I still remember how to say Potok? 
there's Putak and there's a few others. I cut somebody out in Klingon before. I told someone that they their mama had a smooth, smooth forehead and that they dishonored their family by speaking to me. It was the best moment ever. I can't oh, Damn, that. damn. You dishonor your family. Oh no, the one that the me. one that's wow. the heart is saying that your mother had a smooth forehead because of the ridges. The more ridges damn. you have, the more Klingon you are. Damn. Okay, but you understand if someone said that to me, I would just shrug, I would just shrug well, my shoulders. Of course, you're a human. Okay. You have to. You'd be like, yeah, my mom has exactly. I always wanted to. I always wanted to go to one of those um, like McDonald's that's like near the Star Trek conventions because you can make your order and cling on. Like, welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you? Uh, yes, I would like. Uh, I would like the number one with some. <laughs> <laughs> And also, um, also, uh, does this McDonald's have any pasta? Um, uh, yeah, the pasta, um, only comes Okay, I'll take that then. What? Why are you guys not laughing out loud at him? I, Why am I the only one laughing out loud? It is funny. It is. It's is too funny. <laughs> but don't black over my food, please. Oh, my I gosh. Twenty-two fourteen. Thank you. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then Rob checks to make sure they got it right. Okay, good, they got it right. <laughs> I have a book that translates Klingon and how to order in Klingon. Let's let's push even further. Try doing that on the drive-through monitor. Good luck with that. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> this man is so funny, guys. Okay, this man has been making me order. laugh for twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> No, I said cock fuck. <laughs> I didn't say cock fuck. <laughs> Here it is. Cool the cover. There you go, baby. Oh, my Still gosh. <laughs> Poor Elvis. I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm so sorry. Where has this podcast gone? I don't know. Oh, I really know. You guys are clinging to each other. We are going. We, we, we've gone beyond. No one has gone before in a galaxy far, far away. <sighs> Lord of mercy. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, so you know, you know what? We're, we're going to switch. Going to switch gears. Okay. We can we're, switch. We're, we're switching I gotta, gears. I got a cerebral. I had, I had a some. I had a hard hitting topic. Unless you had one you wanted to bring first. Hey, uh, I have a question. I have a question for L at some point. I'd like to. I like you can, L to uh, you weigh can, in. You can ask that now, then. Okay, L. Why don't you weigh in a little bit on your experience when you were in California? Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, um, when I I went to I I went to San Diego. So uh, my adventure, because I'm going to call it adventure, I went to San Diego around it was 2004. Well, no, actually, like 2000, eh, 2003, late 2003, going to 2004. No, it was 2004. So I went to San Diego. I went to I went to San Diego. Um, I decided decided to move. Uh, had a um, had a, a, a interest that was out there. She was in Baltimore for a bit, and you know, got interested and went out there. Um, honestly, living in California was a a completely different vibe, and uh, it's something that I'm glad I did. I'm glad that I actually left Baltimore for a bit uh, because. Yep. Being being on the West Coast, uh, 
was completely different. Um, the way you encountered people was it was different. And I remember my first my first day, I was on my way down you know downtown, and I'm waiting for this bus. And as people are walking by, you know they're saying hello, and I'm just like, okay, hello. And this is kind of, it's kind of weird to me, but then I look and I was like, oh yeah, they're coming out of church. All right, whatever. So then I get downtown, I get off the bus and I'm walking and this guy's like, hello. And I'm like, Hey, you know, and it was just different. I was like, like, what's, what's, what's people here? Um, but (laughs) being there, uh, you know, I got, I was amazed by, by things that they, they would have, they thought nothing of you know like i'm in a mall and it's you know it's like an outdoor mall i was like wait what the fuck because i wasn't used to that you know um and it was like really it was really cool but the vibe was the vibe was chill and as i got comfortable you know and i made you know made some friends but i kept in constant contact with um you know my my friends and family you know back in baltimore Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I was always cool with you know just being out there. I never, I didn't feel like homesick. There was a couple of things that that annoyed me, but really not a lot. The one thing that annoyed me because it's really the only one when I break it down. Um, if I wanted a good cheesesteak, man, I was in the wrong place for that. <laughs> You're right. You are in the wrong place for that. I was definitely in the wrong place for that, but. If I wanted, you know, like a authentic burrito, I wanted a torta, I was in the right place. Yeah. Um, you know, tacos. Uh I that was that was cool. But while I was there, um a lot of things happened, like music, uh definitely, you know, like my, my palate got expanded. I, this is when I was able to go to a Tower Records and tire records was not something you were going to find easily so that's why i was getting the most of my music and still being able to keep up with a lot of artists that i like to listen to um going to house parties was different of course also had my share of like you know like the the weird like racism because you know being a black guy at the party everybody thinks you know a weed man you know um so ugh. Yeah, that wasn't cool. Uh, Everybody expects you to start a soul train line. Oh gosh, I, and, and and it was just it was it was just it was just different. It was just different. But it's I, very it's very different. It really yeah. and truly is. The yeah. whole vibe is just different. I I mean I I there were definitely you know like parts I I I enjoyed heavily, um, but it was it was if I had to if I had to if. I had to really gauge whether I would go back to visit. It did. It'd be definitely yes because um, when I was out there, I was living in Point Loma first, and then later I moved over to East County, Alcohome. That was that was that was cool. It was it was definitely out there. So if you wanted to go downtown and you were taking uh, the trolley, as they called it, or what we know as a light rail, uh, that was that was yeah, that was going to be a trip. You know that was definitely a trip, but man, I I mean, I had fun. I, I really I really did. It was it was an experience. And I ain't gonna go so much into detail, um, but like I said, I I got out there and it definitely it definitely helped make some changes. Uh, ironically, I attribute that trip 
to me actually meeting everybody that I know now. Because I can honestly say, I don't think if I never made that trip, I don't think I know anybody. And that's including everybody that's on the podcast, people that I know now. It's very wild how one decision can like open up so many doors and avenues you didn't think would actually open. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, so circle. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, it, it was it was it was wild, man. It it was it was wild. I, but because um, people think, talk about Cali all over the world, all over the country. Oh, blah, 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 Cali, Cali, Cali. So like, what is this Cali? But you, you, you know ourselves? what? It, but you know what? Um, it definitely was different, man. It definitely was different. <laughs> uh, I had. And you know, California is different. I mean, I mean, Northern California is different from Southern. So when you say California, it's like you got to break it down because the place is so massive and the personalities yes. are so different yeah. depending on what location you're yeah. in. Like I had yeah. a, I had a chance to go to the the Bay Area, um, which yep, you went I, to like Oakland area. Uh, I didn't make. I didn't go. I didn't go to Oakland because at the time I was there to. I was there to hang with um, a label I was working with at the time, so I was visiting. Okay. I was visiting a friend um, who lived there, and I was also checking out the label. I remember day one of me, like you know, being out there. Uh, it was it was very 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 cool. Um, I got a chance to check out downtown. I was uh, checking out the wharf a bit. Um, you know, cause you gotta, if you're going, if you're going to be in the Bay area, you know, you definitely want to check out the wharf, eat some, um, some food. I went to this little spot and oddly enough, Ben, uh, harking back into the red lobster story. You know, Rob, uh, I was actually, I was actually in this one little spot and the guy, he was, he was trying to flag everybody in like, yeah, we got space. We got space. Come and eat. So. I'm like, hey, you know, the, the person I was with at the time, um, she was like, yeah, we can eat here. So we went in this spot and they got calamari. They got steak. They got everything. So I ordered some calamari, but then I order a steak. Right. Uh-huh. So here I am on a wharf where you're thinking you're on the wharf. You got to get some seafood. I was like, listen, I'll try some calamari, but I'm definitely getting myself a steak. So everybody around me, they're eating seafood. I'm sitting there. I and you enjoy that steak, didn't that you? That steak was badass, man. They cooked there everything. You go. This there one you little, go. this one little spy. It didn't matter what you asked for. They were on point. And I wish I could remember the name of it, but um, I was about to ask you, what's the name of that restaurant? Because that sounds like an amazing place, man. I, 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 it, it was, it was a burr. I was starting, and on, on top of that, um. I was there to meet. Yeah, you, you, that's like that's like trying to ask me to recall the night after I had like so many drinks. My my trips over to the West Coast always involved alcohol, uh, with the exception of with the exception of San Diego. Any other trip going over to the West Coast, I've gotten to some alcohol, and I, I can't tell you what happened the rest of the night because I was having a good time. Um, that's it. But um, this particular spot, I wish I could, re- I wish I could remember it. Uh, but I just know that was a that was a really fun experience. So I had a chance to, you know, I lived in San Diego for a bit, but then getting the chance to actually go to the Bay was really cool. Um, Interesting. I gotta, I gotta make, I gotta make, I gotta make it back out to the West Coast at some point though. Um, 
Shout out to shout out to my friends in uh fam in Seattle because that 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 was another adventure too. That was definitely another adventure. But I think I love that, people I think in Seattle. Man, like, you know, Seattle has this um Seattle is like so chill. Like it it to me, it's the especially like you just driving like some of the areas and like you're seeing the, the forest, and of course it rains there a lot. Um mm-hmm. It really has this 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 so laid back vibe, um, but I've always said that the reason for me going to Seattle will always be for my friends. I can't go to I can't go to like Washington State just to go to Washington State. That's not going to happen. I can go to Cali though for going yeah. just to going to Cali. I can get I can go to Cali and I can have me some fun. But if I'm going to go to Washington State, it's because my friends there and they make it fun. Um and and shout out oh, to yeah. shout it's out all about the company you keep you yeah know, shout out and shout out to my friends because I forgot what it is but I <laughs> I was being petty about something because I was like she's messing with me I decided to be petty and I was just like you know what I was like you know watch the state's boring but the the side note is it's only boring unless I'm hanging with y'all because gosh I the same label we crashed the club um after after uh, my friend did a show. Uh, they had an after party, so we we and my buddy were trying to find the after party, and we were going around and we were going around circles. We finally get to the after party. My friends like, "What took you so long?" It's like, "Man, we was trying to find this shit." So, one of the artists decided that he wanted to go and um, go to one of the clubs. So we went to Club Volume. So he's talking to the guy at the door, and we were trying to get a fr- we were trying to get um. We were trying to get our friend to like to come through, uh, cause that just would have been a nice vibe. But we couldn't get him on the phone, so it was what it was. So we we managed to get in, and from the little after party, we had a bottle of Grey Goose. So we get in there and we almost make it with the Grey Goose, but the dude was rolling away. He pulled that out way too soon. Whatever. Somehow we finessed our way into the VIP section. I want to say he helped us for, uh, finesse our way to the VIP section, and it so happened to be this this uh, the woman's birthday. So, oh, that's funny. We're in there, and I just remember people were buying us drinks. So me and my friend are both sitting there. We're just knocking these drinks back. Who's paying for the drinks? There, there was the people there, and it was just like, "Hey, you want a drink?" It was like, "Okay," and this is this is just bad right off <laughs> yes, the bat because. We're just taking drinks from people we don't even know. Number one, um, yeah. number two, we just crashed this VIP, and is is this woman's birthday? I actually ended up dancing with this woman, and it, the way I found out was because I was like, I was like, "Hey, what's up?" She was like, "It's my birthday," and I was just like, "Shit, it's your birthday?" She was like, "Yeah," I was like, "Well, happy <laughs> birthday." <laughs> Drunk I mean, it's actually she is drunk too. So no, know. well, she wasn't. She wasn't as she wasn't as drunk, but she was. She was at least conscious enough to know, hey, I don't even recognize this guy, but whatever, it's my birthday. And right. I'm sitting there like, well, shit, I don't know. And you cute. All right, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. So we're dancing, and my friend is, he's minding his own go, massive go, business. Go, shorty. He, look, he's up right. He's up there enjoying himself. And then he looks, he looks at me, and then he stops, and he looks back. And I'm just sitting there with my hands up like, hey. And he's like, oh, my gosh. So <laughs> so we leave. We leave. And I remember like talking to her, and I was just, you know, she's like, "Where you from?" And I was just like, "Oh, you know, I'm visiting." And she sounded so bad because I think if I said, 
Temecula, because that's a that was a part in um that was a part of Washington State. If I said I was from Temecula, I got a feeling my friend would have went home with his wife, but I wouldn't have went home with her and be calling him the next day like, bruh, um, I'm going to take, what do I need to take to get back over to your place? That's just how wild that night was. The only thing that kind of sobered me up is because his wife had to work the next day. And she was kind of ticked because we was hanging out a little too much. But the glare that she gave us sobered me up for like, a good couple seconds because i even said bro i think she's mad (laughs) it's like this person's mad that you crashed their party aren't they no 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 that was my that was my my friend's wife that was that was pissed at us because we we were doing the most when she had to be up for work but she was all right home so yeah comedian comedian that i listened to i forgot his name uh categorized that woman as the we gotta go girl uh, yeah, we gotta go, girl. No, no, she wasn't. She wasn't even there. She was. She was our ride home. So she was a designated driver, but a designated driver had to work the next day. So the thing is, what what happened is she thought we were going to hit this concert. Concert was going to be over. We would have went home, right? Because she was staying in the area. But see, the thing about it was, it was we went to this concert. We went to this after party. Then we went to this club. And uh, at no point in time were it was anybody communicating this really to her. So yeah, I cannot completely. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. I understand how that feels. Yeah, it's like, like we were we were not really not really saying much. And my friend was kind of on autopilot. He was having he was having fun. I was having fun. Um, honestly and truthfully, I I would just never forget though. Us leaving, he was just like, "Who was that?" And I was like, "Yo, that we crashed our VIP." He's like, "He's like what?" That reminds me of a story about not respecting somebody's desire to leave because they have to be at work in the morning. And Rob, the story of loafers, the story of loafers. Oh my god! So, (laughs) so we so back when we were doing karaoke adventures and hitting up different places, we went to this. A uh, place called uh, Loafers, right? I think it was, I think it was in uh, Catonsville, and you know, Ben was like, you know, you know, you know, we go there, and whenever there's like cute, uh, like like a cute girl on stage, Ben is always front and center, like that <laughs> captures back, his, back then. Back then, then. it's back like then. like oh wait, oh I'm 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 focused, all right. Mm-hmm. But in this case. It wasn't just one, two. It was like four girls. No, there was like eight. Eight. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, times two. Eight girls, and they all look good. They they were all fine, sexy, and and you know wearing half half clothing. So they were all and and they were and and they sounded like they were all drunk too. And you know they were probably singing like Bohemian Rhapsody or something like that. You know you know just having a good time. Now, when this happened, Ben was, you know, Ben was like entranced. He was, it was like nothing would phase him. And it was at the end of the day. And it was like, it was like one in the morning or so. And Rob had to be up at seven in the morning. Yeah, I had to go to work at 7 a.m. in the morning. And Ben was my ride home. And so 
I was trying to talk to I was trying to talk to Ben. It's like, you know, they're singing Ben is in trance. I'm like, all right, Ben, you know, I gotta go to you know, I gotta go to work soon. Uh so you know, we need we need to head out. And I don't know what Ben heard, but he said Yeah, just turn it back on. <laughs> like he was trying like he heard noise and was trying to guess at what I was saying because he was looking so hard at the, at the girls. Now, Al, if you would have seen it, you would have, because back then, stimuli is hard to find. There was no, inter the internet wasn't there for you. You had, yeah. you had what you got in real life. And I had never seen this ever at, at all. We were like, I'm like 21 ben. years old. I'm like, I'm like this ben. is amazing. I'm like, Ben, I, I really need, you know, though. You know, they might write me up like, 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 you know, we got to go. I don't know. No, 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 you can. No. Uh, yeah, you can use it. <laughs> what, what? So eventually this, you know, ap no. after like the third, after like the third time of trying, I was just like, I, I, I had to literally, he, he was like, he was like, Rob, you're going to have to pry me away uh, from, you know, what I'm looking at right now. And I was like. All right, uh, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do because I'm not trying to lose my job. <laughs> so I literally had to grab his arm. I think I I think we paid for the drinks already, and <laughs> I, I I just grabbed him and dragged literally dragged him away from that karaoke bar so that I could get home, and he could take me home. I regret nothing. I know you don't. <laughs> Like, and I just remember, like, imagine, like, you're, you're in trance and someone's pulling you and you, you still look as long as you possibly can until was, you're out of the room. Until you're out of the room. Like, like, he didn't even look at me during the whole time. Like, I was, like, I was pulling him to the door and he was still looking at the girls. <laughs> like, nothing else mattered at that. Like, I could have socked him in the gut. It wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> I got my eyes on these women. <laughs> It was crazy. Good times. Good times. Good times. Sorry about that, Rob. Sorry, but um, yeah. Well, that job was horrible anyway. I was putting, I was, I was putting VIN numbers into a computer doing data entry. So yeah, I, I'm just glad I don't work there anymore. <laughs> Man. All right, so. Are we gonna are we are we gonna switch? Uh, I, I mean I mean I mean we're on a good vibe here. I don't know. Do we wanna do we wanna hit people with anything else? Honestly, we've been rocking uh, for uh, two hours now. Two hours thirty thirty some minutes. So um, at this point, I, I'm ready to wrap it up. Not even going front unless anybody has something. Oh. All right. Well, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm like we got we got we got we we got some good vibes. So, so I, yeah, man. I think before we turn around and uh, dig into I, something, and then uh, it'd be a. <laughs> I didn't even get a chance to you know take a shot at my wife for eating cereal with a fork. So uh, see how you do. You see started. how you do. This is how you do. This is how no, you do. Does, okay? This is how you do. You see that, Christine? Christine, if you, you want to sleep on the couch, you sleep on the couch, my friend. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, no. Because this is this is what he does. 
This is what he does. This is what he does. He knows what he's doing. Okay, so he just nonchalantly go ahead and say that because he wants to go ahead and fire dart without firing darts. All right, so he just wants to go to do the warning shot. All right, we're not doing this with you today. We're not doing this with you. No, 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 no. We're not doing this. We're not even going to have that discussion. You let Jazz be great. Let Jazz be great. Let Jazz be great. You guys pick on me about the oatmeal, and then you want to drag my wife into the conversation. We hold on, you did you? No, 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 no. This started because you. We got. We have recorded receipt. You brought this up because no, you two had a discussion. I didn't bring my wife into it. Okay. You just did. You just did. Because how is you lying right now, sir? Like I said, I'm How is you lying fun. right now? Yo, folks, go back and listen to a couple of running back a minute. <laughs> did you, you was not lying. To, oh, my gosh. Look, you look. can't. How are you even going to be try, talking about trying to hold people hostage? Wait, sir, you are talking while this audio. <laughs> audio. <laughs> no, even if I was going to do a crime, I couldn't deal with you because you'd be the one getting this jammed up. I hope you're happy. I hope you're happy. Gosh. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm in a good mood. Good. Gosh, dude. I just wonder why, you know, somebody would choose to do that. It just doesn't make sense to me. See, no, no, no. We're not doing this shit. We're not doing this shit. We're not doing this shit. You let jazz be great. I hope your mama. I hope your mama listening. I hope you trying to walk away. I hope your mama listening so she can smack you upside the head next time because you wrong. You wrong. You wrong. You wrong. You wrong. Mom into it. Brought his mom into it. You wrong. No, because she studied. She stayed listening to the show. Mama, you listen to the show. You need to get him. Come get him. Come get him. I'm telling. I'm telling. Mama loves me and she loves my wife, okay? That is neutral. But you are you you are wrong for this one, sir. You are wrong. And then you lie. You blatantly lie. You don't just lie. You eat cereal with a fork, okay? That's what's wrong. See, and then you go again. You trying to drag. Okay, you know what? You know what? Fine. We're going to please you. We're going to do this. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Why are you trying to drag? Why are you trying to drag your wife on a Saturday? Hmm? Ain't nobody do nothing to you. Why, why, why are you doing like this? Like I said, she normally wins most of these battles. And like, you know, we were So we being petty. So we being petty is what you're telling me right now. No, well, hold on. Let me get this out. We were talking about oatmeal being a cereal. And I was talking about the fact that sometimes you got to stand your ground. And sometimes people need to stop eating cereal with forks. That was that. That's it. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. The milk's at the bottom. The cereal's on the fork. Makes no sense. What the world needs now is love, sweet, sweet love. <laughs> and I no longer talk to Alicia. Okay, okay, okay. Al, I'm, I'm sorry. Huh? L, I'm sorry that Rob triggered you like that. I'm not triggered. This is just this is just the shit that he does every podcast and this is what i'll be talking about and he knows he does it he knows he does it all right and the people synced it they synced it oh i heard it well, they, they synced well, it see, they don't see anything they hear what yo do you saying. know what i mean <laughs> okay can't wait till we start doing <laughs> videos and then the people can see lies 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 not even triggered man just 
feel like Michael Jackson right now. I just, Bruh. I just think all Bruh. the time. You know what? I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> On that I'm note, done. and it's funny, five minutes ago, everything was perfectly fine. Everything's still fine. Everything is still okay, fine. Good. Everything is still fine. I just have one more. I just have one. No, 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 L, don't allow him to get a rise out of you, whatever it is. No, 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 rise. I'm going to go, I'm going to go and play Last of Us and enjoy the rest of my day. This does not bother me. This is just the, 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 the seat that he, the, the, he tries to fleece he tries to fleece the people every oh, single time and then the thing is and then you admitted something else and then you admitted something else i'm the problem you're never the problem right you will be in the problem right now so don't even try to deflect this you will be in the problem right now and then and then and then and then you have the goal the goal the goal see go ahead you have the goal to fire those shots because of the fact that your poll didn't go the way that you was hoping it to go. You just openly admitted that. Christine, didn't he openly admit that? Christine, I'm talking to Christine right now. Christine, didn't he openly admit that? He did, he did. He even admitted that he cheated. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. Involuntary cheat, okay? Oh that doesn't gosh. count. Oh, oh. All right. All right. Let me say, when I was winning, somebody, uh, let me go back to the chat conversation because somebody was like, oh, that just means there's more people that are wrong with you. Uh, yeah, I said it. I, I said it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. Wow, that's right. What an interesting debate. If someone is. That's what I said. It's just means more. A poll, that just means, oh, more people are wrong. What? I just went ahead and said it. Just, just. Just keeping in the buck. Yes, yeah. I was like, if people agree, if like if people agree with you, Rob, that just means there are more people wrong along with you. That's all it is. That's, That's funny. All it That's is. A good one. Bam. Like that one. Bam. Oh, so, Bam. Oh, so Bam. More people agreed with you. That that means more people are wrong with you, right? It, it works the same way, right? Oh right? well, no, no, no. People are right. People are right if they agree with us. That's all it is. That's all it is. Well, listen, the, listen. The question was, the question was, the question was, do you think oatmeal is a cereal? All right. Do you think oatmeal is a cereal? Me and Christine literally said, yes, oatmeal is a type of cereal. You didn't believe that. You didn't agree with that. You made a poll. In that poll, in that poll, you asked those two questions. You asked if it was an either or. Medication, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. You need medication. You need medication, see, there, and see, there you go. Because you know what? You talk about me starting trouble, I'll be the one trying to pull your ass out the fire with Christine getting ready to unload a whole ass Uzi on you. But you know what? Not today. Not, Not today. today. Not today. I just need to warn you. My nickname used to be AK. <sighs> so... So on that note, <laughs> oh no, because I used to have rapid fire insults for people when they would come at me. I'd be I'm trying. I'd be, try, I'd be trying to He's save them. Man. That just means that people have not been insulting you, nor should they be, right? Oh exactly. gosh. But I mean, if he wants me to pull out the AK, 
I, I mean, it, it might jam a little bit, but it'll fire. Uh, I, like, <laughs> I like shotguns better, though. Oh, my gosh. No, you like so starting to... You know what? You know what? See, see, one of these days, you're going to say something, and Jazz going to hit you with a flying kick, and we're going to be ah. wondering where you are. I'm just waiting for it. I'm just, I'm just waiting for it. He'll, he'll be awake for this shot. Uh, he, but you see, thing is, but see, he's a habitual. He's a line stepper, though. He's a habitual line stepper. He's a habitual line stepper, and he knows what he's doing every single time. You gotta watch the devil rocking the sheep's clothing. I see you, Rob. I see you. I see you. So, so look, uh, I mean, I was going to give. I, I mean, if you want to wrap this up, I can give a point of positivity or i did have one other thing i wanted to cover uh, which one do i do uh christine yeah. i'm gonna I'm let you and ben figure out what y'all y'all want i i'm i'm over here chilling okay ben so which one we could do both i mean this is cool. rob's podcast go ahead no it's not my podcast it's our podcast well Thank right you. but you're you know you're one of the founding fathers we're joy- this was the, the yeah look look let's let's not even take that angle i just well all right well i wanted to i wanted to get into uh some something about dishes but instead i will just go to my point of positivity now unless somebody had something else they wanted to say you can talk yeah. about your dishes what's that you can talk about your dishes oh okay so we need we need to we need to all um collectively do better in how we wash dishes because all of us are in jail and the charge and the charges for all of those that have dishwashers half-ass washing a dish and then get in the dishwasher <laughs> That is the charge, and we are all guilty of it. Well, I'm not, Rob. I don't have a dishwasher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I don't. I, I am the dishwasher, so that's we, don't, we don't have those hoity-toity newfangled devices. That's but that's why I qualified it, saying the people that have dishwashers. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. Well, you qualified it. Said you, we all. Yeah, like, we all like you lumped everyone into the conversation. Like everyone has you, a dishwasher. You people. You oh, you people! You don't know how to wash dishes, and you have oatmeal stuck on your bowl because you ain't washing correctly because you let it sit too long because you didn't treat it like the respect it oh deserves. Take the one, take the Maybe next time you should learn how to soak and use some baking soda instead of buying cascade baking soda is better for the environment anyway. Let me just make this real clear. You not knowing how to load your dishes in a dishwasher is not my problem, okay? I symmetrically do it like Oh my god. Rob is triggering people left and right to Rob, you really know how to set people off, you know that? Oh my lord. I just want Rob to admit that. Don't just admit that, and we can move on. Don't, but don't try and be coy about it. You no, know, I'm not, you no, 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 no. See, so you who? Are I want to know. I want to know where does this come from. 
<laughs> I'm gay. Oh, and you listen to that? Oh, you are a guest on this podcast. Wow. Okay, okay, okay well, well, you know, you asked where, where, where did this come from? I'll tell you. I'm actually good. So, and 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 um, Chris, this is addressed to you too here. I know how to load a dishwasher. I know how to scrape plates. Okay. If you don't scrape a plate, okay. problems. But if you're gonna solve that problem, then you might as well solve the whole problem instead of just washing it off and then putting it in the dishwasher when you just could have washed the whole dish. Okay. That's where that comes from. I didn't want to have to, you know, air, you know, you know, do further airing. But since you asked the question, that is the motivation behind it. Because I know how to load a dishwasher. I know how to scrape a plate. And if you don't do one, one of those rights, you run into problems. But everybody runs into this problem, which is why I brought it up here. Because if you're going to half-ass wash a dish, wash the whole dish. Don't wash half the dish and then put it into the dishwasher. It's stupid. Stop. We can all do better. But that's the point of a dishwasher. Like, I... Okay, one second. One second. You know what you need? You need that magnet. See, the next time we meet in person, I got two things I want to give you. I'm going to give you some Brillo pads, and I'm going to give you a little thing that says, these dishes are dirty. These dishes are dirty. I got chore boys. Chore boys work better. It depends. Hold on. See, see, see. Now, now, now. I had to. I had to look something up because since um, Rob, you're bringing this up, and you're free to continue making your point. I am actually looking something up right quick. Let's see. <laughs> so, according to Cascade, we all know that brand. There's like, let's see, question. Do I need to pre-wash my dishes? Cascade's like, well, that depends. If you're not using the right product, (laughs) of course, they're going to say that. It may be a good idea to pre-wash your dishes. There are a lot of detergents out there that just don't do a good job of removing burnt on foods or caked on messes. Now, of course, this is them trying to use their, you know, of course, push their brand. And I mean, a you're on their page that's what's going to happen but my understanding to when you were using a dishwasher was to go ahead and do like a pre-treat so you scrape off the food and all that good stuff that's something you were supposed to do before you put your dishes in now again i don't have a dishwasher i am my own dishwasher but i'm thinking that most people i know that would use dishwashers that was always a thing they would rent, go ahead and rinse the plate first to get all the gunk and everything before they they Put it in the dishwasher because they're not trying to clog anything up. So, yeah, that's a failure right there. That is a failure of properly scraping your plate before you put it in the dishwasher. Hold on. You should, well, how is the plate so but, dirty? But, but, like but, but see, but what? So, what's the argument are you making here? Because if people are scraping, scraping the stuff off the plate and pre-treating it with water or whatever they're doing before they put it in the dishwasher, what exactly is the problem? I got to hold you off here because that that junction point is where I'm talking about. The point after you scrape the plate, but before you fail by pre-washing the dish. What I'm saying is, is that if you're doing your job right in scraping the plate, there's no reason for you to pre-wash a dish. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
Why are you why scraping you a Okay, so one, why are you scraping a plate? It should be a pan because you just kind of wipe the plate because it should just have sauce on there unless it's oatmeal because then that's a pot uh, full, but we're not getting into some metrics. Two, using the right dishwashing detergent usually helps. I mean, I don't have one right now, but when I did have access to a dishwasher, that is the one thing that me, my family, and the guy, the person who had it all did was we properly did what we had to do, load it, and use the right detergent. Like we knew, like no offense, you don't buy the dollar store Cascade or no, the dollar store knockoff Cascade because your ass is going to have spots and food gunk even after you scraped it because the food gunk would just magically reappear from the water. It'd just be like food gunk on the water thing and it spits it up and then it drives I mean, that dishwasher is pretty good, but... Mm -hmm. It sounds like you're not using good material. Uh, no, 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 it doesn't... It's like a PCR I mean, reaction. You don't use I, the right junk in, junk out, dirt. I mean, sometimes, you know, there's little kernels left over, but that doesn't bother me. It's more about from a effort standpoint the energy some people put into washing a dish and then putting it in the dishwasher and it's like sometimes i've i've run into occasions where it's like if you had just washed it for a few more seconds you could have dried it and just put the dish away rather than putting it in the dishwasher can we be honest like you're talking about like adulting when adulting has failed most of us like yes just and some people, are, Jasmine, like myself included, has OCD a little bit, so they want it in the dishwasher, even if you cleaned it. I just want to go through the process of a dishwasher. Exactly. I want it completely, 100% clean. And you have to do it nowadays with COVID. You have to steam the germs away. Like, washing it is not going to get rid of the germs. Like, soap, soap and water will get rid of the germs, but due to the fact that this virus might be a formite, it can stay in the crevices of porcelain and plastic, so you have to put it in the dishwasher and allow it to get steam treated out. So I'm, I'm not arguing with you there. I know you're not. Oh, you're oh okay. Like, you sounded a little hostile. Like, you were, like, trying to smack me with oh, it. Lord of mercy. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, he, you know what? Please go to your pop. Please go to your pop and celebrate pop tomorrow. There. Oh, oh my gosh. Mm. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this is. Yeah, we're right before Father's Day. I did have a point of positivity, but I think I'll save it for another podcast because we didn't really cover any hard hitting topics for it to be related to. So, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna end it with just, you know, saying that. Uh, you know, for those of you that are fortunate that your fathers are still in your life, you know, I hope you have a good relationship with them. And just happy Father's Day to all the fathers. And if you're not a father, happy Father's Day to you too anyway, because you're doing out, you're going out there, you're making it happen. And, you know, uh, I just want to appreciate everyone that's doing what they need to do. And I hope that uh, this inspires you to if you haven't talked maybe with your father in a while, you, you're going through some things, you had an argument, you said, I'm never going to talk to you again, you may want to reconsider that, you know? And, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes it might be like, well, he's he said that or he said this and he's wrong. Well, you know what? Maybe that's the case, but maybe if you make the effort to, you know, reach out to that person, sometimes it's not important anymore. Sometimes it's more important to just have a communication with that person again because they're not going to be around forever, you know? 
and sometimes you can't repair something sometimes it's irreparable but sometimes just the act of reaching out is more important than whether somebody was right or wrong somebody can be wrong but you can still sometimes you they may never they they may never admit it but it's not important you know you know because you have to forgive yourself too for just the whole thing and you know sometimes you got to fall on your sword sometimes you just want to be able to love that person again and we're all not able to do that so i just say for everybody out there you know no matter what the situation is um you don't have to agree with them you may not like them but at least make you know if it's important to you it might not be important to you but if it is make the effort make a phone call see how they're doing you know and and for all of those that have a good relationship with their father you know have fun take them out go to a restaurant or, or just talk whatever it is but uh Congrat, you know, here's here's a salute to all the fathers that are doing their thing. We appreciate you. Word, word. And can I just piggyback a little bit on that one? Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I agree with everything Rob just said. And coming from personal experience, let me be the one to say, sometimes if you're waiting for an apology... You might get one when you make one yourself. If you extend the branch first, the other person may take it. And sometimes one I'm sorry is better than a hundred I'm proud of yous. Mm. Mm, very true. Very true. And you say, like, that's what the person was waiting for. Like, sometimes the person's just waiting for the apology. If you just give that, they'll give one back, and then you can mend. You can build a bridge that, you know, may have been torn down so you know i'm sorry that you know i'm sorry that we got here i'm sorry that whatever we were arguing about has brought us to the point where we're at ends with each other you know i'm sorry that we don't see eye to eye but here's what we can do let's talk about how we can go from here let's move forward in a positive way that we can you know let's put this behind us because it's not important is probably or or it may be important but let's at least put it into its proper perspective so that we can move forward together and have a relationship you know i know someone that unfortunately for him his one regret is that he didn't stand up to his dad when his dad was still alive mm. and it's a shame that it was a, it was a, a strange relationship and I'm sorry that he, that's his regret. Um, it's like the regret is not only you didn't say it up to him, like you didn't even, you didn't, you had to have that situation in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. You know, I, you know, I, you know, sometimes I, I'll, you know, I'll get into arguments, but, you know, I always, I always try and have some form of reconciliation, at least maybe, you know, you're not going to solve everything it's you know that's that's impossible but you know i always try you know whenever he you know whenever he calls i always pick up the phone mm -hmm. i don't want to get i i don't want to start a pattern of not communicating because i've seen it happen 
with other, you know, with other friends and family. And I just never want to get to a point where he feels as though he can't, he can't reach out to me because I know if I were to reach out to him, you know, he, you know, he would, you know, he would be there for me. And so that's, I've, you know, I've always tried to keep that up even, even when we've had fights. But you know it's hard, and that and that doesn't always work for everyone, you know. And I'm not trying to say that my way is the right way. I I I don't know that. I I, I so I'm not even going to say that. But I just know that you know it's a, you know it's important you know it's important for peace of mind to at least put it to rest with you, and hopefully that includes you know for those fathers that are still living to have them in your life. That's all. That's all I know. Mic drop. <laughs> that, that definitely was a pop thought. <laughs> I mean, whether you whether you recognize it or not, yeah, that was a pop thought. So, all right, folks, it, we managed to push this to uh, close to three hours. So, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised one bit. <laughs> nah, not even, not even. Not and even. you said you had to roll out soon too, Ben. So I think we're yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think, I think we're timing it well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. So this has been a, another episode, and again, we're saying three angry black people. And Ben, <laughs> with our special guest Ben, we thank you for kicking with us today on this, this uh, wonderful uh, this wonderful Saturday. And all the shenanigans is always it's always fun uh, to have you come through. And yeah, um, never lets us down. Never, <laughs> never. This is this is this is definitely a, a man. This is an episode for the books. <laughs> this is an episode. I lo- this is an episode for the books. How we can go from one side to another side to this side to that side like a, oh, a crazy uh, constellation. God dang it! <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that, I mean, I mean, that's us every time. That's what we do best is Lord, is is race around the world. Lord, and plus, living, living yeah. in Los Angeles to cling on. <laughs> yeah, that happened. <laughs> yep, that happened. And hit people with such heavy stuff the last podcast. I think we all, I think we all collectively, whether we knew it or not, just needed to take a breath from you know everything going on in the world right now. And just have some fun. Yeah. It, it and was, just and just that's true in all aspects because during these crazy times, people turn to artists like, okay, I want Netflix, I want Hulu, I want entertainment right now, and that's exactly what we did. We provide entertainment. Yeah, we don't need to hear. Yeah, we don't need to hear about 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 Trump rallies and all that stuff. You know, regardless. On of what not. <laughs> all right. Well. Again, uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely one for the books, uh, folks. Want to thank you for listening, rocking with us for this three-hour podcast. And uh, you know, again, if this is your first time listening, thank you for listening. If you're a subscriber, we appreciate you. Um, you know, don't forget to like us, all that good stuff. You know, you can uh, find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. And um, yeah, and it's and for right now, yes, two Angleback brothers. You can you can find us, but you know we're getting that changed. All right, so uh, this is your host Lorenzo, Big Rob, Hey, it's Christine, and Ben. 
Kristen. <laughs> so we can, you know what? There you go, Christine. So if you need another title, you can be like, hey, it's Christine. And that, that'd be the podcast right there. There you go. Hey, it's Christine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, we're out. Bye, guys. Peace. Scrape your plate. Oh my gosh. There you fucking go. Yeah. <laughs>